Cue the theme music. Uh, at this time and welcome one and all uh we are really excited to get this going uh, wait let scott do one of his amazing intros yes to- scott, oh, shoot. Intro. oh yeah of course um hello and welcome <laughs> to the catholic nerds lord of the rings marathon your catholic source for middle earth and nerdery this is Scott Smith. Kobe's just... Sorry, my cat is trying to climb behind my television. Scott Smith. <laughs> Scott Smith. Pash, boom, pash. Yeah. And this is... Colby this Allen. is Scott Smith. And this is Mary Reed. And Cody Reed. And... And we have guests. Yes. Eric and his wife. <laughs> this is more excitement than I bargained for. Uh, okay. <laughs> I um, why don't we go through we're gonna have nah, um, these guests and more throughout the day um eric do you want to introduce yourself first yes i am eric dumont i'm also known as the rpg catholic i, I started a youtube channel for uh catholic gaming and uh reviewing games from a catholic perspective awesome. and i also i'm also the dm for a dungeon and dragons game with the rest Yay. of the catholic nerds <laughs> pretty amazing i have an right. arm snake <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm, i don't know if i want to announce this here but unfortunately the the last recording i did got screwed up so oh, no. it i it's I, it's recorded but somehow i had double audio coming in so there's a really bad echo we have two so, arm snakes nice so, so, have two- <laughs> nice. so there was a uh, Eric created a snake with wings that was supposed to apparently like destroy us all. But I I had some really good dice rolls, so now it's my pet, <laughs> and it rides around on my arm. It it, it, it ended up a very interesting yep. episode, and uh, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm even curious of where it's going to go. <laughs> all right, and okay. uh, we also have with us uh, our, our resident experts, uh, JP. Can you introduce yourself, brother? Hey y'all, I'm Jean-Paul, JP, whatever you want to call me, uh, the resident Lord of the Rings nerd. I've read the books about mm, 15 times um, and watch the movies once a year. So this is my yearly due. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Mr. Joseph Devereaux. Hello, I'm Joseph Devereaux, aka Scott's brother-in-law, which is really like the main connection here um <laughs> i don't run a podcast or anything like that so i'm not that cool <laughs> um, but i got a sweet am an avid, an avid lord of the rings fan i have uh read all the books twice now so i'm not as cool as jp but i'm getting yeah. uh and uh I, I probably do watch the movies more than once a year though so i think i have okay that's fair yeah <laughs> my, my wife is a it balances movie out. nerd for lord of the rings um so yeah i, I come by it honestly 
<laughs> awesome. Awesome. We're so glad that y'all are all here and we're excited to do yeah. this. Thing so uh, we're going to try to maintain, we're going to try to maintain a Hobbit eating schedule. Oh. Yes. I, I have <laughs> my already second breakfast. On. It just happens <laughs> to be blueberries. <laughs> Now I'm in a different different time zone, so I'm I'll be ahead of you guys. So I I yeah. should be telling you when things come up, I guess. So thanks for putting <laughs> that on me. <laughs> so yeah, not nine a.m. Central Standard Time should have been second breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now is second breakfast. My second breakfast is popcorn because we're gonna be watching some movies. I have blueberries. Wait, <laughs> so I don't know if he's still there. But Dr. Brant Petrie is watching. Hello, Dr. Brant. And if you want to join us and and talk on here, let us know. We would gladly, yes, please. We would gladly have you on. Benjamin Fulmer just gave us a great nickname for J- Joseph Devereaux. It's uh, it's Joe Rowe. Take it. I've been called much worse things. <laughs> Fantastic. Just don't call me late for dinner, I guess. Or second, or second breakfast. Or second breakfast. Or 11Zs. <laughs> may know what time 11Zs yeah. I think 11Zs happens at 10 o'clock. I still got 45 minutes <laughs> for 11Zs. <laughs> yeah, for All Eric, right. it might be 10 o'clock. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's a quarter we after 10 for me. We have luncheon, afternoon tea, dinner, and supper. Yes. Here's a pertinent question. Were there time zones in Middle Earth? No. I would say no. Because time zones <laughs> are stupid. So, uh, <laughs> Eric, we got all be yeah. on the same schedule. <laughs> Thankfully, there was no Benjamin Franklin in Middle Earth, that Catholic hating Nazi. I mean, American, proud American. All right. So, throughout this uh, broadcast today uh, of us being weird, um, we are going to be doing some awesome giveaways, some trivia contests, uh, some fun drawings. Uh, I don't know, just random stuff. And we're going to have some awesome guests uh, to give commentary with us. Between each movie, we're going to take a, a break and just chat with you guys, uh, talk with you, do the do the fun contest. But also we're going to be got, giving commentary throughout the movies. Um, well, I mean, I'm probably not going to give much because I don't know a whole lot. I'm kind of like the, uh, uh, let's say, out of all the people here, I'm probably the freshest on Lord of the Rings, as in, baby eyes uh so i've seen it maybe <laughs> once or twice uh i i tried reading the books but i'm gonna be honest guys i'm sorry uh, it's, it's like the old joke goes you know c.s lewis and and tolkien go for a walk and c.s lewis just kind of speeds through the forest and tolkien stops and details every blade of grass so mm-hmm. for me i couldn't get through the second book but having listened Sorry. to Andy Serkis, all the honestly, of you made it past Tom Bombadil, and that's a success. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, and so did who listened to Andy Serkis read The Hobbit live yesterday? Only got snippets. I missed but, it. Yeah, snippets. Uh, I was working, so yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I didn't. But even it, know it made it. me. Yeah. It made me really want to read The Hobbit because it was really beautiful. I don't think I've oh, ever it's heard. It's so good. Yeah, it was good. I did actually read the Hobbit. It's a different feel from the rest of the books. Like he takes, oh, does that's it? almost more aimed at Children. younger kids. Yeah, that's, young, that's, that's you know, like preteen and below. <laughs> I, I'm not going to take that as an insult. No, no, but it's, it's more like <laughs> I actually got through the Hobbit and really enjoyed it. No, not like on a reading level. No sound phonics. On like a material, like it's a. I don't know. I feel like it's almost got more of a fairy tale theme theme than a mytho- mythological theme like the rest of the series does. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. All right. 
So do y'all want to do the first uh, trivia question? Yes, Scott, go for it. Uh, so okay, now this with is- the trivia questions, answer in the comments as quick as you can, and uh, you know the first two or three, or if you, everybody answers at the same time, uh, you'll get some points for that, and uh, we'll be keeping track of points throughout. And whoever gets the most points will send a pretty cool prize. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, which I don't know ready? what the prize is yet. So. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, let's see. is it those blueberries? Yes. <laughs> After I've so, eaten them, you will get blueberries <laughs> or a blueberry so container. Is, uh, a tri- <laughs> this is a trivia question inspired by um, what JP was saying about reading the books once a year. Okay, now I was going to wait for the two towers to use this one, but... <laughs> Uh-oh. I think we lost Scott. All right, the first... Can you all see me, hear me? Yep, we're good. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, the first to be cast, this Lord of the Rings actor read the Lord of the Rings series once a year. Every year, from 1954, the year they were first published until he died in 2015. He was the only member of the cast to have met J.R.R. Tolkien. Name this legendary British actor who portrays Sauron. I knew it was him. As well yeah. as the man with the golden gun, but that's not in Lord of the Rings. Okay, let me, you want me to read it one more time? <clears throat> well, I mean, you could just say that last part and people are going to guess. True. Well, here, okay, well, so... First actor to be cast for the movie, read Lord of the Rings every year, only actor of the cast to have actually met J.R. Tolkien, name this legendary British actor who portrayed Sauron. Also, like, Dracula. Hey, we got Man one. was cool. <laughs> While people are guessing, oh, we, got a, we got one guest. <clears throat> All right, so we'll just let that sit there. Um while we're we're real quick pause before we start the movie, I want to welcome uh, James Behan Jr., Colby Fletcher, Jennifer Lorette, Brandon Chambers, Eric Dumont. He's watching. Hi. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Brian Petrie, Ben Fulmer, Sam Cavier, and uh, Colby Allen, and Mr. Kevin Robichaux. Welcome everyone. Uh, we're excited that you joined us. And up oh, Sean Lee. We just got a new one. And real quick, hi. Dr. Brant Petrie, it won't let him comment on the video for some reason. So he, he messaged no. me, um, that earlier he wanted to say, wait, are there Lord of the Rings? Are there movies for the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> and he said he's read The Hobbit nine times. And he said to tell Cody that you blasphemed when you said you couldn't get through the to- two towers. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy. I mean, yeah. he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Not wrong. Well, so, yeah. so there will, you go. I will be delaying his comments since he can't comment on the video. I, I will do what I can to remedy that at some point in the Cody, future. Cody, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Dr. Petrie carries magisterial authority. I know. That's that's, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. It's like I, I am, I'm blaspheming against, the, upon our against the church. Yeah. yeah. So I need to remedy that as soon as possible. We should, real quick. So to recap for anyone who missed it, we are not going to be showing these movies because we don't like that's getting illegal. arrested. Um, so anyone, anyone who's wanting to watch them with us, you need to be getting it up on your own TV. We're going to probably start in like five minutes. Yeah. Um, we'll David Lyons, welcome. So get it ready on your DVD player, on your... VHS get it prepared. We're getting ready to start. 
Yeah. Also, we are doing extended editions, right? Yes, because, extended okay. editions. Yes, editions. Good. And if you don't have the extended versions, I'm really sorry. Um, yeah, you can on a lot of levels, as you can. <laughs> Just pause it every Just pause five minutes. Every few minutes. It's the, it's the extended version with Tom Bombadil in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which does warrant a question. Are available on um, Amazon Prime. Uh, they're not on Netflix and not on Hulu. I don't think. Mm-hmm. What they're available voodoo, on Prime? So. Yeah, they're on Prime. Well, that would have been good for us to tell people. Here, I'm gonna write that. I think we comments. just did. Are you sure? <laughs> we just did. I'm I'm just gotta, uh, so Dr. Brandt's able to comment now. Apparently, Ooh. I should I, I should feel bad. Repent for the kingdom of Aragorn is at hand. <laughs> 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 nice, nice. Ooh. Oh, that, that, but at least it hard. offers a different perspective for watching the movies with this whole crew. Dr. Petrie, a shoot from the tree of Gondor. A branch from the tree of Gondor will shoot forth. <laughs> mm. Welcome, okay. Kevin Email. Awesome to have you. We're getting ready to start the movies in about four minutes. Um, so, so logistically, for the extended editions, are y'all all watching it on disc, or does anyone have a digital copy? I have, I have a, a digital, digital copy. Because oh, yeah. I think with the digital, it doesn't stop between books. Right. So yeah. I have discs, so yeah, I'm gonna need to like same. get up and change the disc at the end of each book. So <laughs> I got right. to Why don't you tell us to pause, Joseph? And yeah, I will. Yeah, take a little. I could just you know. Yeah, wait. Joe. Between the books, between the movies, we are going to pause and have commentary and fun. Well, I don't mean stuff. between like the the yeah. two thousand like Return of the King. I mean like Fellowship Part One, Fellowship Part Two. Oh right. yeah. yeah, the Fellowship right. breaks at the Council of Elrond, or right after the Council of yes. Elrond. I right think. after the Fellowship is formed. Yeah, that's the that's the separation. Okay. So be on your toes. I'll have some uh, Gimli trivia for, at that point. Did did we? Because my comment thread isn't working properly. I don't think. Did someone answer the question? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ben got it right. Ben Fulmer got it right. Oh yes. Christopher Lee, who uh, the actor that put, uh, portrayed Saruman, uh, he read the books every year from 1954 to 2015 when he died, and um, he was the first actor to be cast <clears throat> and played the man with the golden gun. Also, I'm really... throwing it out, Sir Christopher Lee narrated the Children of Hurin audiobook on audio. Yeah. It is hilarious oh. to hear him <laughs> read the voice of some of the female characters. Yeah. <laughs> He just nice. talks like this. It's an experience. <laughs> it is Christopher, great. Christopher Lee, Serene uh, McKellen, and Elijah Wood were all, all took turns narrating the the intro, the prologue that we're about to watch. But Peter Jackson rejected it because he, you know, Elijah Wood wasn't part of that prologue narrate. You know, wasn't part of that story. Sense. But yeah, there's recordings of each of them. Um, that's uh, really cool. that intro. I feel yes. like it would have worked if they had like Bilbo do it because it would have made, yeah, you know, like that's the, the I mean, story like the Ford... itself. <clears throat> I, I mean, see, Mac- Ian McKellen could have done it too, you know. I mean, the, <laughs> were they the Ishtari or something? The um, the Ishtari, um, yeah, you're an Ishtari. <laughs> oh, Thank you. that's the nicest thing you've I mean, that's a good thing to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm, that's <laughs> like I'm sounded like an insult. <laughs> 
Try not to give away how little we know in the first. <laughs> you haven't even started the movies yet. Thank you. Has anyone read The Cimmerillion? Oh, oh yeah. Multiple times. Why they're here. The Silmarillion to me was the Wolverine for Cody. Or I don't know if it's like the first one, two chapters, like, and then I couldn't handle one it. Of the main, not, not to say I haven't read, read it, it but I, yeah, I, I, I've listened to it. I, I have it on Audible. And so I, I have a two-hour drive to work every day. <clears> um, and just <clears> I I just kind of zone out while I'm listening to it. <laughs> it's like I, it's I, the characters, characters will come Earth, back up. So. Yeah, awesome. characters will come back up and I'll be like, who's this? Mm-hmm. What are they Sometimes testing? while I'm reading the Silmarillion, I like to read another Silmarillion. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to? <laughs> Why? He's got yeah. his read copy. My biggest drawback, because I'm like Eric, I listen to them. I listen to the books on Audible versus reading them because I have a lot more time to listen than read. So uh, when I read, I like, you know, kind of speak it to myself a little bit. So, mm. but with listening, I don't do that. So there's like so many of the elven character names and elven <laughs> places that I've never actually pronounced out loud. <laughs> but it's like in my mind, I know exactly what they are, but then I go to say them and I'm like, ah, what's the <laughs> I had a similar experience. Was a I might also refer to Wait. the Tolkien bestiary during the podcast. Nice. But that's not even by Tolkien. Colby, what were you saying, bro? By David Dick. I had a similar experience. So one of the fantasy series I used to read as a kid was a D&D series, Forgotten Realms. And a lot of oh, them yeah. I pronounced to myself. Started listening to the audible versions. I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, I'll say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. completely wrong the whole time. Right. So, <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, nerds of all ages. He just uh, called one of you a lady, unless he was talking, because he said plural. I was talking to you and, uh, and our viewers. Okay. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> and nerds of all ages, the time has come. We are going to begin the Lord of the Rings marathon. The one marathon to rule them all. Does anyone want to try to do like a chant, like the chant at the beginning of the Easter Vigil? Like, on this day, you know, that would be cool. <laughs> you know, that takes like 20 minutes, um, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what you sounded it's... like, though. All right, here we go. Is everyone ready? To everyone hit ready? ready? Yeah, are y'all just like pressing down? play? We're gonna do like a five yeah, count. We're just gonna press play. Wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. wait. We're gonna count down from five. Yeah, right? yeah, we're gonna count yeah. down from five. Okay. All right, and, and then wait, we're gonna take like five minutes to figure out how we're all synced together. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we're probably gonna do this about 40 times. <laughs> That would be hilarious. It looks we'll like say, just also be sure that your audio is low enough to where it's not going to be like a bunch of yeah yeah we should turn the volume down. All right, ready? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, I got to turn my volume down. So for viewers at home, we are about to hit play on the Fellowship of the Ring extended oh, edition. Oh, we're starting on the last one first. I got the Return of the King. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. Are you all ready for a countdown? Is this happening? Yeah, Mary, you want to yeah. count us down? Okay, well, down. I'm gonna do it. Five, Five four, four, three, three two, two, one, <laughs> go for Gondor. <laughs> All right, I'm oh, seeing the God. New Line Cinema um, yes. logo coming up. Is that what y'all seeing? My favorite uh, part. Yes, we watched the movie. Oh, wait. Oh, the, it's coming up as general trivia on Amazon Prime, the question I just asked. Are you serious? Yeah. Did you write those so funny. Oh, nice. Okay. A Wingnut Films. Oh, that's a such wing. a good oh, name. Oh, wait. I'm like a second ahead of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Just pause and play again. <laughs> All right. Give me a second. I got to get my first breakfast. 
It's changed. My second breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, I'm, 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 when this is going, I'm going to have to my first second breakfast. Oh, gosh. They feel it in the air. Let me know when you see the Lord of the Rings thing on. Uh, I smell it in the air. Much that once was. Okay, this is, is going to be a long day if Cody's going <laughs> to. Remember, there's a delay, too. It's not like perfect, our, our stream here. There's the Lord of the Rings. Go. Okay, cool. Lord of the Rings. I was just trying to help. I know this music. Every time I hear like this intro music, I just get goosebumps. I know. You're a goosebumps. So my, my, uh, my other cool background is that I'm a music nerd. I w- I've done bands since like fourth grade. So like music is just, I love the soundtrack here. Mm. Like the best soundtrack in all movies. Mm. You know what soundtrack is really good and underrated? What? How to Train Your Dragons. I was about to say that. I was like, as soon as you said it, I was like, I bet he's going to say How to Train Your Dragons. <laughs> that I is just like awesome saying everything story. <laughs> Kaja Goo Goo. Artax. Artax. So here's a little bit of spooky Tolkien trivia. You, as they're talking about the number of rings, right? There's one ring to rule them all, nine rings for men, seven for the dwarves, and three for the elves. Tolkien died in 1973. Whoa. Whoa. That's awesome. That's crazy. That's awesome. That is so cool. I mean, does anyone else feel really offended that none of the hobbits got rings? Like nobody knew about hobbits until like Gandalf introduced them to the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. Like they largely were like ignored. So yeah. Although they were part of the kingdom of Gondor. That's true. Hey, Brianna joined us. Hi, Brianna. Hey, it's going to be okay because Chewbacca finally got his medal that he should have gotten at. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. I cried for that part, by the way. Like, I, yeah. I legitimately was tearing up. Mary was like, What's wrong? I was like, He got his medal. <laughs> when Chewbacca cried, it, it was, it, I thought the scene was way too fast. It came up and kind of was like, Boop, boop. And you're like, What? Wait, what? Yeah. I, I didn't have time to react to it. It hit me right in the feels. <laughs> Y'all, we're talking about good trilogies here today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> hey, if nice Dr. Petrie's still watching, um, have, have you ever noticed the connections between uh, Arago- um, Isildur picking up the sword of his father, Elendil, and Solomon and King David, and then the northern and southern kingdoms of, Ga- of Gondor and Arnor breaking apart know. sometime thereafter? Yeah, they don't address that in the movies, which I think is a crime. It you know, is. It was all Silmarillion stuff. No, actually, that was the... Um, Old Testament the of Middle-earth. Of the the Gondor history was the appendix of the Return of the King. Or the histories. Well, like the after the book part, it does like a huge ex- exposition on the kingdoms of Gondor and Arnor, and it's awesome. Yeah, I think those appendices might have been taken from the histories. I can't remember. Oh, that's possible. Okay, I know I missed the last few minutes. I want to throw out for still in the beginning. Um, have y'all seen, so the intro scene with the, the dwarves and the elves and the rings and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I forgot what company it is. It's not Harry's Razors, but one of the like men's razors companies made a one razor to rule them all commercial. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's so all, these, all these different kinds of men and holding their razors is pretty good. <laughs> nice. Okay, now, <laughs> when, where else do we see 
uh, somebody slay a giant, um, a, that a bo- somebody that will become king slay a giant. I think VeggieTales did something about that, right? Scott? <laughs> yeah. Is that the Jonah one? <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's definitely a Sauron Goliath thing going on. And then Aragorn will be the return of the of King David. I have to get up. I'll be right back. And then Isildur has his uh, great uh, sin, that great tragic sin of all all your Greek tragedies. Yeah. And something should not have been forgotten. Sounds like y'all are right on target with where I am. So Gollum's picking up the ring right now. Oh, not, it's not Gollum. Not Gollum. I'm sorry. What? It's Miguel. Miguel. No, it's his brother. It's oh, that's, oh, that's right. right. That's his cousin. Oh, yeah. oh, Deagle. Yeah, Deagle. It's my birthday. It's <laughs> my birthday. You notice how they all get it on their birthday? Yeah. Like Frodo. What? I never noticed that. birthday with Bilbo. Yep. Oh, yeah. The ring. <laughs> never noticed that. <laughs> Oh, a little movie uh, trivia. Uh, Andy Circus wasn't available, so the scene with Bilbo and Gollum is uh, it's Dominic Monaghan playing Gollum. Wait, what are you talking about? What? <laughs> Explain yourself. Like the CG in the hot Like he was kind of the. No, I think in the scene. No, in the in the scene in this movie when it does the flashback when Bilbo shows up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay. coming up actually. Yeah. It's somebody else playing Gollum. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any circus like wasn't on set later or something like pull that. Pull a Yoda and use a Muppet. Well, we knew that one. <laughs> the Balrog was a a green ping pong ball <laughs> on a stick. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Christian Benoit. Thanks for joining us, bro. Hey, Christian. I had a rubber band I was playing with, but I lost grip of it, and now it's shot somewhere. <laughs> right, right. Like, now I need another rubber band. Now I can't fiddle with something. Now you're going to turn into this emaciated creature looking for your lost rubber band. <laughs> okay, so my, my aunt is a high school English teacher. And they do, she had a senior class that did senior projects. And one of her students did a senior project on diagnosing all of the weird diseases and things that Gollum had throughout the movies. And she said, Paranoid schizophrenia? She had ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And mental illnesses. (laughs) That's awesome. So, um, I was not that nerdy in high school. Bilbo's got a nice. Nice day. I know. Like, I want a house like that. Well, he is, you know, supposed to be pretty wealthy. Yeah, he's loaded. Yeah. yeah. The um, the well, one for the today. humans. You know how they made two sets for this, and the one for the human set um, was thirty three percent smaller. And every every prop 
was duplicated and made 33% smaller. So Gandalf yeah. looks big in there. That's meticulous. Awesome. Welcome, Miss Angie. So cool. Miss Angie. Kobe's mom has joined us. I'll see you in like an hour and a half. Joins us. What's that, Kobe? I said, I'll see you in like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I love Concerning Hobbit. This is such a great. This is the first time I'm watching the extended edition too. By the way, oh, so seeing all these seeing all these extra scenes is like re it's like seeing a new movie again. It, it really is. Oh, it's yeah. pretty sweet. I wish I could be seeing it for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the 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 because <laughs> I've only seen them like twice. I think I might have seen the original once and the extended once. <laughs> When the Turn of the King came out, me and a bunch of friends went to Trilogy Tuesday, where we watched Extended Fellowship, Extended Two Towers, and then Return of the King release. In theaters, right? In theaters. Nice. 14 hours in the AMC in New Orleans. They hook you up to a catheter or something? (laughs) You had an hour in between each movie. Like, go. (laughs) Nice. And it w- y'all were in costume, weren't you? Yeah. Correctly. Yeah. It's good that they gave you an hour. That way you didn't have to like eat theater food. We had an hour. We couldn't leave the theater, but they like <laughs> brought in pizza in between each movie for lunch and dinner. Like, awesome. It was all in nice. one. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, it was so what was your costume? <laughs> Gandalf. Now, what year was that? Uh, 2003. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I went too young to do it that. Never <laughs> I think I'm the youngest of this group. Oh, the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm the oldest. <clears throat> None of us are arguing with, with either of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say how old I am. Favorite hey, I'm about to have... And for those who have read them, favorite book. What's, what's that, Joseph? We should get out in the open air everyone's favorite movie, one, like which one of them... And then for those who have read it, favorite book. Okay. I'm a sucker for ending, so my favorite is movie, Return of the King. Favorite book, Return of the King. I honestly think that The Fellowship is my favorite. Uh, all right, all right. Is it really only these? Is it only the Lord of the Rings movies? Because I, I would pick yes. The Hobbit. Uh, but I would, okay, you I would say... Yeah, you could use The Hobbit. But if you okay, say The was, Hobbit movie is your favorite, then I'm taking your nerd card. No, no, no. The, the animated <laughs> Hobbit movie. Animated. Oh, that one's a classic, yeah. That one's, it, it's just, yeah. it's like, it's like my childhood. It's it's such a great movie. Because they, they did it, the whole book, in one movie, and they didn't cut it up and add a whole bunch of garbage to it. Here's that trivia prize, an empty container, an empty <laughs> blueberry container. That is not the trivia. Just kidding, it's not the trivia. It's going to be like $3 in trivia now. Yes, <laughs> there it is. Hold up, hold up. That's an animated Ooh, wow. Hobbit movie. There oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Love the cover art. Very nice. Ah, beautiful. Welcome, Hannah and All three John. Oh, wait, uh, welcome to our movie. We, uh, Frodo and uh, Gandalf have just embraced. So if y'all want to catch up to where you where we we're, are in the movie. We're 12 minutes into the extended. Oh, Mary's got the timer going. <laughs> nice. That's smart, Mary. I didn't even think of that. Well, our, our Apple remote. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. I can just look at my, my, my screen here and it says 12, 16, 17. Um, it was the two towers for a while. Because I love the battles and the fighting. <laughs> Same. But then they made Return of the King and it was freaking awesome. 
<laughs> the, the Return of the King was the only one I actually saw in theaters because I was like eight or nine years old when it came out. <laughs> My parents two towers, didn't two towers came out when I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, yeah. something like that. And we took a class field trip to go see it in theaters after we read it. Science, nice. <laughs> we had to I wait for it to come out on VHS or DVD or whatever it was. was it but my dad was a big fan of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. My dad can't stand it. <laughs> I, was... I read the Lord of the Rings to my dad, so <laughs> it's the reverse. I do like, so it's funny you talk about The Hobbit being a more of a children's focus. I remember uh, reading it a couple times and then read it again before the movie came out. Well, the first one. <laughs> uh, that, the movies are anything but focused on children right right <laughs> but then but i remember in the book when uh smile comes out of the mountain and from the time he comes down the mountain to the time he dies it's like a page and a half yep <laughs> but, the, but it's like almost the whole movie itself yeah in the desolation mm-hmm. of smog yeah they uh Half of it is like the dwarves fighting smog and then in the book they do nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> They're like the least important characters in the battle against Smog. Nice. Welcome, Katie and Hunter. And John says he's watching it from Tunica Hills. Hey, it's pretty oh, awesome. Nice. <laughs> he's across the river from from where we are. He should just build a hobbit hole there. Yes, That's a great idea. <laughs> Man, that would be so awesome. Just have a hobbit house. Yeah. Oh, have Earlier old- this year, actually, John and I and, and a bunch of other. Uh, dads took a father-son camping trip over to tunica hills and we had a fantastic time so uh if you if y'all ever want a a good little hike in mississippi slash louisiana you know check out the tunica hills the uh, the camping's pretty cool the 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 hike is awesome uh mixed for some good photog and they have hobbits on site I've been there a, a lot. I don't think I don't think that's true. <laughs> so um with the first appearance of Gandalf in the movie, I've got another Catholic trivia question. What? Welcome, Father James. Should we do the um all right, Father? Okay, y'all ready for Catholic <laughs> trivia question? Catholic nerds, Lord of the Rings trivia question number. Oh wait, two? there's a baby Numero on screen. Deuce. Hold on. Oh, hey, happy. What's don't, up, bro? Wait, we can. <laughs> I don't know where Eric's baby is, but we could have two babies. Oh, uh, she's in the other room. Meeting of the minds. <laughs> JP is watching. Hey, JP. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You probably look yeah, good. I, I, I'm only connected, so I make sure I look good. So, <laughs> <laughs> read the we're comments. just trying to keep up with the comments. <laughs> oh, yeah, the comments. That too. Okay, sorry, Scott. What's the y'all? Uh, y'all ready for Catholic nerds trivia question number two? Woo! Yeah, let's do it. What you got? Okay. All right. So, listening to Gandalf right now, very old friends. Very old friends. Sir Ian McKellen, you know the guy that portrays Gandalf, based the accent he used for Gandalf on which person? Sir Ian McKellen based the accent he used for Gandalf on which person? I have no idea. Hey, yeah. John Paul, you know. 
Ethiopian. Or could I know it? Yeah. I think so, but. Okay. I'm just curious. Oh, I was keeping track of. Of score? Yeah. How are you doing that? On my phone. Okay. I think the, the only, only Ben has like 10 points, and that's movie it. And favorite hey, Kelsey. <laughs> yes, Ben has. Uh, you get you give him 10 points. I was just going to do one point per question. But 10 yeah, points. you can do that. That'll be easier. 10 points worse because you could do like a final question that's worth like 30 points or 40 points or something. Or you could do it like Quidditch in the Harry Potter books where if you get the final question right, you pretty much win everything because the rest of it doesn't matter. <laughs> the I was six. literally about to say that. <laughs> Rules are made up and the points don't matter. In actual Quidditch, that is not the case. The Snitch is from 30 points. Yeah. Because it, it was something like the, the, the Snitch ends the game, yes. but it, it, it doesn't matter what, like, or but the point value still matter. If, if you still got, like, 100 points or something like that. Because your team is just dead. Your team wins, yeah. <laughs> Look, another baby! Another baby! Two of them! Three of them! <laughs> now got I feel his baby on screen. Oh, JP's got his baby on screen. <laughs> 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 is that the same cat? <laughs> Oh, different cat. cat. Hey! Everybody get in the house. You want me to get my cat again? Bring yes. the baby. Toby, get your cat again. My son <laughs> my cat will remain no outside. There we go. She okay, now I have a baby. Come here, Like all the babies. Look. There's other babies. You see all the babies? All the babies. All the okay, babies. I got a picture of that. <laughs> I woke up my baby for this. Oh, you could have had a sleeping baby. Dedication. Oh, vomit baby. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all see that? Yeah. I guess she like, ah, Don't put that in my nose. <laughs> I'm feeling like butter stretched over too much bread. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, this is great, Eric. All right. <laughs> I just don't know if it's being really loud. It's not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. What are you doing? It's you. Okay, it's so you. we are. Here, we are in the Bilbo's. <laughs> point there. Bilbo's expressing solemn, <laughs> ominous things. Feels like he hasn't eaten. We're 19 minutes in. Butter scraped over too much bread. Yeah. Nobody, yes, yes, like what is it gonna do? No one's answered uh the question. This is a hard one. Yeah, I but it's no a cool idea. one. Okay, so so the oh, Sir Ian McKellen based his accent for Gandalf on J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay, that's what I was... Ah, that makes sense. I feel like I could have just randomly guessed that. Did anybody guess it? Did anybody try to guess it? No, no one guessed. I didn't even attempt to. Because <laughs> I got a kitty and a baby. Oh, okay. So I, I beat you all out. <laughs> Do you know who was uh, the next first considered for the role the, of uh, Gandalf? During Bilbo's ow, ow, birthday ow. party. <laughs> was all the cats? Who was first considered... Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he turned, turned it down because he didn't understand the books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scott, did you ever answer my question of favorite movie and favorite book? I didn't. Um, favorite book is Silmarillion because it's just so biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then favorite movie is Fellowship. Didn't uh, Sean Connery turn 
turn Lord of the Rings down for Dragonheart, wasn't it? Oh, God, what a mistake. I think so. You oversee this one, look that up. Iowa. Why am I taking this? Because Rose is falling. Oh. just trolls. As Sam dances with Rose Cotton. <laughs> hey, pay attention to this scene right here. Oh, oh yeah. All you gentlemen out there. Pay attention to this scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love Gandalf dancing. Oh, yeah. Is he like standing on a stool while dancing? Is that what's happening? I don't know. I would, that wouldn't surprise oh, me. While he's dancing. <laughs> like, he was like the only one that was kind of staying in place. He, they probably added him in. <laughs> okay. I didn't, uh, this might be coming a little too fast, but y'all ready for Catholic trivia question number three? Wait, ah! I mean, no one tried the last one, so go for it. <laughs> okay. Who is the only actor or actress who did not wear a wig during the filming of Lord of the Rings because he had perfect hair, quote, perfect hair for a hobbit? That would be me. <laughs> You were in another movie, Cody. Perfect hair on your head, not your feet, Cody. Is it one of the main ones, or is it like an extra that nobody cares about? Because that'd be... That was a good question, Joseph. <laughs> well, obviously, Scott cared. <laughs> but I gave you a hint. It was, the scene had just passed. He's only featured in a couple scenes. No, put that down. Any takers on uh, our comments? Nope. Oh, we lost. Uh. Oh man. We lost Cody and Mary, and Joe. Oh no. Oh, I'm the host now. You Scott, you're the host. Is it still on um, Facebook? It's still out yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, still on Facebook. Looks like it, yeah. Cody and Mary Where'd go. Joseph go? <laughs> Look at that. I wonder if we should pause the, uh, I guess the show stops for no one. Nope, show stops for no one. Shouldn't they be able to connect with the same link? Yes. Okay. I have no yeah, idea. They should be able to connect back then. Yeah, the meeting's still Where'd open. Joseph open bottom once I get back in. Yeah. I wonder where Joseph. Um... Yeah. What'd you do, Scott? Yeah. Why'd you scare it? I didn't scary touch questions. it. I promise. <laughs> All the scary questions being run off. Oh, there's Cody. There's Cody. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you didn't pause the movie, did you? Because we kept going. No, we didn't. Okay. Yeah, we lost Joseph too, though. I remember Joseph. Um, yeah. Our internet cut out was oh, a problem. You, Scott? Yeah. Now we got to start all over again. <laughs> um, Cody, uh, remember to uh, start recording on the uh, on the Zoom meeting too. Okay, yeah, we're recording. Just popped up. You got a lamp back there, though. You're kind of dark. Okay, here is Joseph. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sitting full. Praise Girdles. Our white has all changed. Joseph's coming back. All right. 
Fellowship has come back together. Hey. Uh, I'm sorry, my technical difficulties. And uh, if it's disconnected <laughs> from its power cable, it immediately dies. Oh no! <laughs> and I was trying to get to a more ergonomic position and uh, disconnected from the power cable. Nice, <laughs> perfect. Oi! Half as well as you deserve, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. So let's see. Let's oh. give everybody a time check. I'm at 2455. Um, hey, Doug. Welcome. 2455, too. Where's Doug? Or, yeah, it's 25. Doug McRae. Now. Oh, okay. He's watching on Facebook. Doug. We're at 2511. Well, Victoria was just on in the background. Okay. Any, uh, any guesses on that trivia question? Oh, I missed it. None that I've seen. Nope. Okay. Same. I'm going to ask it one more time. Y'all can guess if you want. Ask it one more time and give a pause. Who is the only actor or actress who did not wear a wig during the filming of Lord of the Rings? Like during the filming of the whole series, only one actor or actress didn't need a wig. Didn't oh, even I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. Wait, wait. Let's see if anybody I'm guesses. I'm waiting. <laughs> So you might be right there. I'm jogging in place while I wait for my chance. Oh, thanks. So. Thanks for posting that, Colby. Trying to, trying to get tribute as I can. I'm about to leave in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, Colby typed it up there. Good job. I mean, it's somebody that was in all three. I don't know. <laughs> no, not necessarily. I was just drinking. All the all the actors and actresses from the three movies, every single one of them had to use a wig, except for one. Can I can I make my guess? Sure, yeah, Mary, what you got? <laughs> okay, it may be totally off, but I'm gonna guess um, Vigo Mortensen. Isn't that his name? What you know? Yeah, this is him. It wasn't him. That's not real hair. Blonde nope. in real life. Yeah, it's a prosthetic yeah. beard. <laughs> Maria just guessed someone. Oh, let's see. Who would you get? Peter, Peter Jackson's Jackson. daughter. Okay. Y'all are really close. It's Peter Jackson's son. Oh, oh. She had a 50% chance. Billy Jackson. <laughs> he was in the scene where Bill was telling the story to the kids at the birthday party. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his son and daughter are in like one scene in every movie. Oh, every movie? I know they're I in Return so. of the King, but I think they're like kids in uh, hiding out in Helm's Deep. Yeah, in Helm's at Deep. At some point, in Return right. of the King, in uh, Two Towers. But and, scene, and that's the scene where Gandalf's like, they turned them into trolls. Oh, they yeah, turned them into stone. Yeah. They turned to stone. Yeah. <laughs> um. The uh. The kid, Samwise and Rosie <laughs> Cotton's child. I think that's uh, Sean Astin's child, right? The uh, the older one is Sean Astin's daughter, and then the younger one, like at the very end when she comes out holding the baby, that's that actress's son. Rosie Cotton's yeah son. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, somebody corrected me last night. Who shall remain nameless? <laughs> I said I was talking about Sean Astin, and um, they're like, "Oh, you mean Sean Austin?" <laughs> that's his name scott 
<laughs> I was like, how about no? <laughs> Are you all talking about that guy from Fifty First Dates? Oh no. <laughs> of all of the things to reference. No, the guy I'm from, kidding. from Rudy. Yeah, I, the, the Rudy, seen, Rudy. I had seen Rudy, a post. The Goonies, anything else but that movie? I had seen a post where someone Goonies. said that. Someone said, oh, that's uh, the guy from 51st Dates. And they're like, he did not travel to Mordor <laughs> to be Okay, the watch guy. this scene. Watch this scene right here. Watch how the ring hits the floor. And listen to the soundtrack. Dun, 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 dun. Is that the DSU Ray? Yeah, it's a DSU. <coughs> Which is really awesome. You should look it up if you don't know what it is. Watch that ring fall. That's a ne- subject to the next trivia question. That was Before you do the next okay. trivia question, can we just admire this scene real quick on how Bilbo is the only person in all of Middle Earth to be able to willingly give up the ring? Yeah. Like, mm. that's awesome. <laughs> like, King so cool. wielded the ring and he's the only one who's willingly given it up. After 61 mm. years of having it, too. Yeah. yeah. He like, got it on his birthday and gave it up on his birthday. Like, nice. And in the book, that's like an immense feat. <laughs> Which is why he's such a huge thing with the elves and whatnot. Yeah, Galadriel didn't even think she could do that. Yeah. Yeah. And she is not wielded one properly. One of the original. <laughs> Okay, so based on the way that ring fell, Catholic trivia question number four. According to Sean Aston, not Austin. Mm-hmm. Sean Austin Scott. According to Rudy Rudiger, Mikey. Um, when Bilbo drops the ring, what did the film crew use to create the effect of the ring's weight as it slammed to the floor? You know this one. The sound effect, or just the the visual, how the ring didn't bounce. How did why? Yeah, why didn't the ring bounce? Good question. Nobody, nobody answer it, except in the comments. I know it because I went to film school and I could easily pick it out. Priya got it all the way. (laughs) Hold on, Priya got it. Yeah. Oh yeah, my bad. I got it. (laughs) She knows her Lord of the Rings, Eric. I wonder why. <laughs> I see. Because she's a nerd. He's not the only one that can yeah. so far. Catholic nerd. Okay, since we already had somebody get it, can I uh, just say the answer now? Yes, Scott. Okay. So they it was a magnetic floor. Maria gets Maria, 10 points. Yeah. Can she get half a point? Ooh. Like five points? <laughs> guessing Peter Jackson's daughter instead of son. <laughs> I think we're going to have to give everybody else a shot since Maria's kind of lo- lunging into the lead. <laughs> yeah, you got to wait. What she didn't. She also won last time. <laughs> uh, but she said Peter Jackson's daughter. Yeah, but did we did we set the terms in place that if you've won something in the past, you can't win anymore? No. In that case, I won last time, and Maria's winning this time. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's my cheap. second you one, Colby. You're either one flesh at all times or none. Am <laughs> <laughs> too loud? Make it, baby. Nah, you're good. Okay. I keep having to adjust the movie volume for me. Okay, so we are at 32 minutes in. 
or a 32 in a little bit? 32. Yeah, 32 20 is what I have. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to have to go ahead and bounce. Hey, look, there's Hogwarts. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Mary, what are we watching? <laughs> John Paul's like, I never would have agreed to this if I had known. Same movie, Mary. <laughs> no, Mary. Minus Morgul. Okay, I'm gonna have to go ahead and bounce. Uh, I should be out here this afternoon and evening, so I will see y'all then. Uh, bye, Kobe. Kobe. Bye, Kobe. We love you. Oh, I love y'all too. Oh, uh, <laughs> enjoy your trip to Middle Earth. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, on storm in the castle. <laughs> Do you think they'll make it? Not a chance. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it'll take a miracle. <laughs> That's uh, uh, a magic mic or whatever. Bounce. Oh no. Uh, and his uh, miracle his wife. Max. Miracle Max. Are you talking yeah, about Magic Mike? Mike is a whole other <laughs> whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, what is going on here? Catholic nerds are not What kind of movies are you watching? That'll be our next marathon. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally ladies only marathon? Or what? <laughs> no. What did, what did Mary say? I said that'll be our, that'll next, be our marathon. next marathon. Well, here's a trivia question. Hey, hey, Catholic. Actor, well, one of the actors in... Magic Mike is a Catholic. huge D and D fan. Who is it? Literally, the oh yeah, actor I know. In that is movie. he also on New Kids <laughs> on the Block? Gabriel Iglesias? <laughs> no, he, it's he, Joe Mangiv. I can't Man, say. I can't it. say his last name. Wow. Yeah, but he, he's uh, right now. He's doing a contest <laughs> where the winner of the contest gets to go and play a game of D and D with him in wherever. Wow! Oh, nice. So apparently, dream. like he's huge into D and D. Nice. And, and and probably didn't, like you look at this guy and you're like, really he's intimidating, <laughs> really intimidating. I do. Uh, I, I watch. Um, uh, there's a show called Critical Role. I should say I listen to it. But I, I remember seeing a YouTube video Heck of one yeah. of their game sessions, and they had Vin Diesel on. So Vin, Vin Diesel's a big D and D fan too. Nice. Which yeah. is pretty Welcome, sweet. Welcome, Ashley Swallow. Well, Vin Diesel's a big sci-fi nerd with, you know, Chronicles yeah. of Riddick and everything. Yeah. Of course. And the Undiverse. <laughs> Man, I haven't seen the Chronicle of Riddick stuff in a while. It was supposed to be a trilogy because they yeah. had uh, a cartoon. <laughs> Just and Pitch, Pitch Black was a... Pop music, come on. And save this took... Oh man, GMG. <laughs> so he was actually going to be my guest on the wig thing, by the way. I love it when Frodo says, Don't you worry, Sam. Rosie can recognize an idiot. <laughs> and Sam's like, Can she? <laughs> so I was thinking, like, Make the um, share great again. <laughs> I had heard Everybody's going to walk out with red ball caps. I'd heard this homily Ooh. by Father Mike Schmitz about how with the pandemic, like one of the, the biggest things has been like the realization of, of like our, our constant insecurity, like like the, the, the realization that at any moment life can change so drastically, you know? Um, Sam and, stumbles off. Yeah, and just now when, when the 
What are they called? The the guys on the horses that are super scary. Nazgul. When when the Nazgul stopped next to the little guy chopping firewood. Um, Just the fact that like the hobbits have been going about their business and like living their lives and thinking that like they know what's up and know what the future holds. Um, I don't know. And and just the fact that like this this movie I feel like is partly about that same concept of like we never know like when everything's going to get turned on its head and mm. yeah well and, and especially with hobbits because like they're supposed to be these people who you know hate change like they they want to they would be perfectly fine doing the exact same thing every day for the rest of their lives but more so than any other race in here so i feel like he really dra- drags that or drills that in with yeah. the fact that it's a hobbit's undergoing this huge yeah thing. that they love security and they love um consistency and consistency yeah the and sim- that's supposed yeah. you know given the historical context of world war ii the hobbits are in britain basically living on their island while um you know saruman and sauron are conquering the entire continent right the hitler's running across france and they're safe in their island up until, you know, Scott, Dunkirk. Lord of the Rings is not an allegory, though. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> is JP frozen or just very still? <laughs> he oh, may I be think frozen. he's frozen. Oh, he might be frozen. I think, I think he would have had something to say there. Wait, quite, quite a stoic image that he's uh, <laughs> setting, though. No, he looks, he looks Oh, my gosh. What happened? <laughs> the power toots. <laughs> He's talking about our baby, not jump at her. Else. Not me, yeah. <laughs> oh, there well, was so much reverberation there. It's kind of ironic that in the loss of like the Hobbit's security, like they're called to go out and, and fight. Changed. JP moved. <laughs> Whereas, like in our bit. current in our in our current crisis, kind of there you are. In our uh, current crisis, we're all a little choppy. stay at home and do nothing. We're not doing nothing. Yeah, that is ironic. We're, we're not called the, to go out and do adventures. We're called to stay home and do adventures. Epic. Yeah. And in the books, you know, they they don't put this in the movie, but you've got um, uh, Grima having taken over the Shire. And you have all the, you know, which you get a hint of with all the Chinese goods coming in from the um, uh, old Toby's. Yeah, Saruman's been importing old Toby. Yeah. Pipe tobacco. <clears throat> You'd like a, a book early for that fact, Scott. <laughs> yeah, we're well, we're like five books early for that. Right. <laughs> well, no, because they discover that Saruman was importing the tobacco in the second when they stormed uh, Isengard. Yeah, but the taking over of the, the, yeah. the spoiling of the Shire... Yeah. Don't they don't they go into Isengard at the beginning of Return of the King in the book? No, because yeah. the, return, the Oh yeah, because no. Samwise the, the, Yeah. They get the up to the orcs. The and, they're already yeah. going back yeah. to Rohan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you yeah, at the scene where the first time I read the book? I was like I because I didn't know um he split the paths where like half the book was following, um, you know, like the um, Helm's Deep path. And then the other half was yeah. following Frodo and Sam. 
and I'm listening to it, and it's like, I'm only a third of the way through, and they're already at the Battle of Helm's Deep. Like, what's yeah. wrong with this picture? <laughs> and, the, and Helm's Deep in the book was just like, there was a battle. <laughs> yeah, it's like a chapter. Like, that's a good oh, okay. thing in the two towers. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm with Colby, where growing up, the two towers was my favorite movie just because all the action scenes and stuff was really awesome. Yeah. And Legolas like sliding down on the shield and shooting. Yeah. Ah oh, man. That's that's okay. that's what I base all my characters. <laughs> yeah, you, I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> ask is Bell Egg gonna go that route? But like I'm we lost JP too. No. Now I am the resident expert. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after after reading the books, the the Return of the King was my favorite book, just because it's majestic and amazing but mm. the fellowship is probably my favorite movie because it doesn't it, it follows the book the best of all three of them in my opinion yeah i agree the, the fellowship i think is a perfect not perfect but pretty good condensing of the book they leave mm. out things like tom bombadil i get that you know but they they don't take it as was. many liberties i don't think as the other movies do mm. what was what was tom bombadil's like theme because i've only read the fellowship like twice i think what do you and mean I, I mean i know the character i know i know the sequence of, of events that happened with him but like what was his what was his literary themes like what what was his purpose as a character that's a good question um he was, he was kind of a good versus evil with the old man willow uh-huh. he, yeah old man willow was like independent from all of it i think he like he he like I feel like Tolkien used Tom Bombadil to show that there is still something greater than all of this going on because he's in his own world unaffected by everything here. Right. The old power. I don't know. That's that's how I the feel I got from it. Okay. Um I feel like John Paul would have had a lot to say about this, but uh, can y'all yeah. talk about um Gandalf's temptation just now and like also the fact that Frodo's like oh we'll just hide it nobody will know that seemed like a really like mm. significant like basically that we think we can just move through life and, and act like we don't have any it did. Yeah. The, the the contrast between Gandalf and, and uh, Bilbo's too because like we were saying earlier Bilbo had, had the immense willpower to actually freely give it up yeah, Gandalf is even yeah, Gandalf, who's who's a who's a demigod or an angel per se? Yeah, um, basically an doesn't angel. doesn't even yeah. want to touch that kind of thing. So it's that's that's kind of kind of crazy to think about. And at the same time, though, that's his self control of knowing that he can't even put himself in the face of temptation. Right. Yeah. He is, he's wise enough to to remove himself from the near occasion of sin. <laughs> mm. Whereas Bilbo's willpower was overcoming the sin and the temptation he had already given into. Right. Mm. And you also, I mean, this, everything Gandalf's doing is foiling what Sauron's doing, right? Because they're both the same kind of being. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, that's where Sauron basically is a fallen angel. Yeah. Mm. yeah and, there we go. And, and, you know, I think. Sauron versus Morgoth. We can hear you, JP. There you go. There we go. Hey. So, so I mean, Sauron's obviously the. Um, you think he's a Satan character, but Morgoth—he was just a a henchman to the Satan figure of Morgoth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, J- JP, what I what I was asking earlier when you when you cut out. Um, I'm sorry. The um, oh, that's all right. It's okay. <laughs> um, Tom, Tom Bombadil. Obviously, he's he's not in the movies. Um, what what was what was his like? I don't want to say like point of being like why why did Tolkien create Tom Bombadil? You know, like what what his literary themes are. A lot of there's no real explanation on what he was supposed to be, or even what kind of creature he was in Middle Earth. Like there, mm-hmm. he never said if he was like Amaya, like Gandalf or Sauron or anything else. But a lot of people have speculated in a lot of books. Um, that he was kind of this representation of uh, Adam and Eve before the fall, right? Because they're mm-hmm. completely oblivious to all these bad things. And even in the books... You're talking about uh, Tom and Goldberry, right? Right, yeah. right, his wife. Uh, and in the books, when Frodo is there with them after he rescues them from Old Male Widow, Willow, he gives him the ring, and Tom Bombadil just kind of like looks at it, puts it on, and nothing happens. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, okay, well, whatever, that's cool. And Unaffected then, by the sin of the world. Absolutely. So it's kind of like this pre-fall Adam uh, appearance to him. Obviously, it's not perfect because we're already living in a fallen Middle Earth. Right. Um, hmm. Elrond talks at the at the Council of Elrond talks about, well, can we give it to Tom Bombadil? And, yeah. And he provides the elvish name for Tom Bombadil, which basically means like ancient and fatherless. Yeah. So I'd never heard that connection to Adam and Eve, but I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like, that, that's probably the best explanation of Tom Bombadil I've heard. <laughs> yeah, same here. And it's it's kind it's kind of like everybody gets irritated with Tom Bombadil now, right? Because he's like so joyful and he's completely oblivious and naive, and it's like, oh well, I mean. We're a little jaded, if that's what we're thinking. You know? um, yeah, his boots are yellow and his jacket's blue. Like Mary, you texted me and you said you wanted to talk about Gandalf's oh, yeah, temptation. Yeah. Well, while John Paul was gone, I was like, come back, you need to talk about Gandalf's temptation to take the ring. Go. I mean, what do you want to know? Is this not Shadow Facts right here? No, he doesn't have Shadow no. Facts yet. Yeah. Shadow no, Facts no, yeah, yeah. White Horse. He doesn't get it until he gets taken down by the eagle. I just um, felt like you'd have a lot to say about that. And also, I thought it was, for the first time, I was like, I feel like this is significant that Frodo's like, oh, we can just hide it here. And like like a parallel to like, I don't know, salvation history or something. Like the idea like, oh, we can just hide the fact that we're sinful. And I mean, it's it's kind <laughs> of like... Uh, it's a it's an un it's a it's a truth that Tolkien just weaves in there, right? Like truth in any regard, Catholic or otherwise. You can't just keep evil and not take care of it, not abolish it. You have to get rid of it. You have to throw it away. Um, but I mean, the temptation of Gandalf—that's one that just proves how good he is, you know? Yeah. Because um, he is in terms of as a creature and uh, power, he is on par with Sauron. They are the same kind of being. So if he could, if he had taken that ring, you know, whole of the Dark Lord. But it also illustrates, you know, Saruman never even saw the ring and he falls to it. Yeah. Well, and we were saying, like, he he knows, like, his own... um, 
like to avoid temptation, but it almost seems to me the way like people avoid. Um, the closest thing I know to addiction is like sugar. <laughs> like, like I know that like whenever I avoid sugar for a period of time and then have a little bit, it's like, oh, that's amazing. I never want to be away from this ever again, you know? Right. Um, and it's kind of terrifying because it's like, this is how, this is the powerful hold that this very mundane substance can have on my brain, you know? Um, I mean, it's, it's the illustration of Gandalf's humility. In, right. Um, Self-knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Right. When, when Gandalf and Saruman and Radagast and the other two wizards who never show up in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, the when they were blue sent wizards. to the two blue wizards, Alatar and Palando, um, yeah, when they one... showed up in Middle-earth, they were sent there to help guide the free peoples in the resistance of Sauron. And initially when they were sent, they wanted Gandalf to be their leader. Their, he, they wanted him to be the white, essentially. Right. And Saruman eventually got it. So the, the, the pride of Saruman versus the humility of Gandalf. Mm. Yeah. And, what you and also were... maybe a resentment of Gandalf if, Gand if they wanted Gandalf to have it. And Might have, yeah. 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 And what are you saying, Mary? I think definitely the ring uh, <clears throat> can represent all sorts of different things and evil as a whole. But I do think, and I don't know if he did this on purpose or not, but he definitely does do a very good representation of addiction with the ring, like as a specific representation. Obviously, we know it, it can equate to all evil as a whole, but. Uh, well, Gollum looks like a meth addict. One scene yeah. that I think pegs yeah. that the best, in my opinion, is. Um, Bormir trying to take the ring from Frodo and we'll I will talk about this you know when we get to it but his just how he crumbles interiorly in that scene is just I think such a great representation of uh someone trying to just the justification people in addiction give well and look what it says about mortal sin right because Gollum is like even like Moses was, he's a homicide. You know, he has killed his brother, a fratricide. Oh, and when he goes to, when they try to feed him the lambos, uh, you know, which is the Eucharist, which Tolkien admits is the Eucharist, um, he they can't he can't eat Hobbit food, right? He chokes and gets out because he, you cannot um, take the Eucharist unworthily, right? Well, kind of on the same illustration uh, of mortal sin and the ring, right? The ring's power and is to augment the bearer's will beyond their usual c capability. So it's putting your will in front of other people or even God in this case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. And, and Tolkien describes it, and I think it's the Mount Doom chapter, um, that... The Lembos feeds the will. Yeah. Gives you the will to keep going, yeah. Right, and that's why it's like, you know, it's like the viaticum, you know, for the final journey to the crags of Mount Doom. And I guess, like, with the both the sin and the, the addiction thing, it can be very tempting as humans to be like, well, it's fine, I'll just have this little bit of sin or this little bit of this thing that I know is addictive, you know. And I can be strong enough to not let it get control. And the fact that Gandalf 
recognizes like, no, 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 you know, I'm. Don't touch it. Yeah. Right. Don't, no touching. Um, the, the moral that, that I'm not going to let it get a hold of me, you know. And the, the moral theology that you, you can't do good, you can't do evil to accomplish good. Yeah. Right. The the fair, ring yeah. Is gonna... And you see that with Galadriel, which we'll get to, you know, at the end of the book. Right. <laughs> and, and again with, with Sam later. Yeah. And but, look at every time Frodo puts on the ring, something bad happens. <laughs> pretty yeah. Well, and I yeah. guess that some people would say it's like, oh, it's, how weak are you that you think you can't have a little bit of this thing or, you know, um, and, and just be strong enough to not let it take over you. But in reality, it's a strength that Gandalf is like, it recognizes that, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to hold fast and not even, I'm not going to toy with this at all. Yeah. Can we, can we take a second to enjoy the Hobbit's love of mushrooms? Yeah, I, I wanted to take a lighter note and bring up how disappointed I am in the movie for how little they show a farmer maggot. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah who was a, a awesome friend of Tom Bombadil? Yeah. What? Who was a friend of Tom Bombadil? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Tom, farmer maggot is one of the most epic hobbits. And they, they all they show. Yeah, pitchfork. <laughs> 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 By the way, if anyone watching has any questions or comments, please comment in the comment thread. Put them myself and stop my video for a minute, but I'm not going away. I just need to get breakfast, and I don't want y'all to be staring at my wall for who knows. <laughs> oh, it's fine. We can oh, stare at the walls. You have beautiful walls. Whatever that picture is behind there. Is. Oh, and update. <laughs> framed something. We are at. 54 minutes, a little after 54 minutes. Thanks for remembering to do that, man. Yep, never mind. My wife is being amazing and making me something for breakfast. Oh, oh yeah. While also winning the trivia game. Ew, centipede. Just as, oh. as a side, I, I would not have been able to sit still with all those bugs crawling around. <laughs> I totally would have died. The ring would have been <laughs> Sound like fortune cookie, Dr. Jones. <laughs> I forget, I forget which game it is, but there, there's a Lord of the Rings game. Um, is anybody familiar with Star Wars Battlefront? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a Lord of the Rings game that's similar in place. Uh, Conquest. Yeah, I think that's it. And if if you so so you can not only you can you play the good side, but you can play the bad side as well. So you can play Sauron and actually retrieve the ring. And the game puts a a um, a uh, what if situation like what if Sauron actually got the ring back? What would happen and stuff? And you actually go. I, I've never played it myself, but I've seen I've seen videos of it where you actually go into the Shire and like wipe out the Shire and stuff. Yeah. And it's it's like it's kind of chilling to think about. It is, yeah, yeah. And you start like stepping on the younglings. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we missed um what what meal was supposed to be at ten? Oh, uh, oh nothing. Uh, oh yeah. Nothing Eleven Z's at eleven. Eleven Z's. Eleven Z's. Eleven Z's is late what for me. What time is eleven Z's? Yeah, wouldn't it be at eleven o'clock? <laughs> That's people kept joking it was at ten. That's but oh, okay. <laughs> ten Eastern. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna be eating all the, the Hobbit meals today. Yeah, we might make it all the way to supper. Oh, we will. 
Oh yeah, he is away. <laughs> this will be at least twelve hours, Scott. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't need supper by nine o'clock. <laughs> what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> We've been asking ourselves that like all week. Like. <laughs> 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 At least you didn't do The Hobbit as well. <laughs> well, this morning I woke up to a text from uh, Brianna Batten. Um, some of you may know her saying, okay, so we're starting. And she was dead serious. She's like, okay, so wait, we're starting with the first Hobbit movie at nine? And I'm like, girl, <laughs> I admire your ambition, but no. <laughs> what platform is Conquest on? Uh, it was on PC and I thought it was on Xbox, uh, Xbox and, and PlayStation stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. platform are the Hobbits on right now? Ah. Hey, they're on the Brandywine Ferry. <laughs> thought I couldn't answer that question. <laughs> so, do we want to talk about the uh? Yeah, it's the ring rates. <laughs> why, why can't the ring rates just go through the water? The horses can't swim. Yeah. Man. Come on. Yeah. Oh, okay. They get their fell beast. This is supposed to be like a fairly substantial river. Hmm. So, um, Frodo overshot, you know, in the making of this, he jumped and overshot the boat and went. <laughs> I did not know that. Didn't That's he also, cool. like, I might be getting my characters mixed up here, but I thought he also, when he was running, got like a splinter running on the wood and then was complaining about how huge it was. They got a massive splinter in his foot and they yeah, took it out it was, like this tiny thing and, yeah. and the rest of the hobbits <laughs> the hobbit for him put it up in his dressing room like <laughs> Okay, like so it, also for guys, everybody who's who's in the D and D game, like yeah. here's Bree. Hey, yeah, it's so, Hamlet. <laughs> so so use this yeah, it's Hamlet. <laughs> so use this as a template in your imagination of what Hamlet looks like. Well, that's that's what I was opened, doing, yeah. <laughs> he opened the door and there was no one there and then he shut it and opened the lower door. I'm like, oh, that's where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> We've been playing a Catholic game of Dungeons and Dragons on uh, online with Eric. Well, and in case I didn't already mention it, I have a pet uh, snake <laughs> with wings yeah. as because of that game. She Not real. It in a hush. <laughs> Rose, what's up? I have a feeling that little pet dragon. Oh, hey, Peter Jackson. Bye, is... Peter Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Eating that, chomping on a carrot. <laughs> Was that M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> <laughs> I show up in all my movies. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock, too, I think, was uh, uh, a cameo in most all his movies. Yeah. I didn't know Stanley was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, rest uh, in peace. I, I really thought they were gonna they were gonna do the. I'm really uh, disappointed in how little the movies elaborate on them. Yeah, because I thought they were gonna do the um, uh, the wanderer thing with him, or what was it for Marvel? The 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 guys oh, with the, the bald head, the big bald heads. Yeah. The, the, uh, what are those called? The witnesses, the um, the Watchers. Hey, guess Watchers. 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 Yeah, because I, I totally thought they were going to do Watchers with him. Because there, there's the one in the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy where he's hanging out with the Watchers. Yeah, and the Easter egg. Yeah. Credits. Welcome, scene. Doug. You should go ahead and follow that link I sent you via email, and join us. Yeah. Do it. I, don't know, I don't know who you sound like, but you sound like I don't know. It's going to be like like. Yeah, a girl who has a crush on a guy and is like, see, hey, 
<laughs> something might pop up right here saying admit somebody in. Okay. Did y'all ever play uh, Battle for Middle Earth on yes. PC? Yes. Yep. I love that. I loved having a, a bunch of Rohan, um, uh, you know, cavalry, and just mowing down orcs, and they're like flying in the air. <laughs> the only Lord of the Rings games I've actually actually played are the uh, the Two Towers and the Return of the King, um, the hack and slash ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Those are classics. Yeah. I, I want to do, after doing this, I want to do a live stream of me just playing those games now. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Good. I'll play both uh, the the Two Towers and, and the Return of the King back-to-back. Since those two actually have, within the story, go through all three movies. Yeah. Um, Did you the, ever play The Third Age? No, I never mm-hmm. got to play that one. This one's no. fun. Nice. Uh, but it's more like a... Final Fantasy turn-based RPG, but okay, you get like different characters that follow the fellowship throughout the movie or yeah. throughout the game. Ooh. Nice. All right, I'll have to look into that. Was that for GameCube? Okay, so, oh yeah. Okay. Here we have whispers of temptation happening. <laughs> so someone was asking how far in we are. Tex, hey Tex, we are one one hour and two minutes in. In like ten seconds, we'll be one of falling in the prancing pony, and the ring is shooting up into the air. What will happen with it? Uh, After Pippin oh no. made yet his first mistake, up to catch things. Plot twist. So our kids heard plot twist in a show. So now they, <laughs> but they, but they think that what they said was butt twist. So now our kids <laughs> randomly yell butt twist <laughs> in public. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't That's know awesome. what to do. <laughs> like, seriously, one of our neighbors was like, riding by on, on a bicycle, bike. And, and they just go, Butt twist! <laughs> Butt twist! <laughs> this is our deep family shame. Oh, man. That's awesome. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, the, um, like, the shadow world that Frodo can see into when he wields the, the ring like elves can see into that like at all times. Yes. Okay. So uh, the whole thing about the ring is that it, it affects your spirit, right? It affects your will. So when you, a mortal puts it on, they would vanish physically because they are living on the spiritual plane in Tolkien's mm-hmm. sense. And elves being elves... Part of their nature is they are conscious on the physical and the spiritual plane at the same time. Mm. It's kind of like uh, the hypostatic nature of of Christ that he's able to behold the beatific vision even while walking on earth. Exactly. Wow. So what level do you have to be at in Dungeons & Dragons to be able to do that? Uh, it, it depends on your class. <laughs> you roll a really good perception check. Yeah. <laughs> you, you roll a 30 on perception check. You can see through <laughs> space and time. <laughs> uh, poor Butterbur. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just took the time, uh, JP, to, uh, to uh, buy the third age. <laughs> I, found, I found it on eBay, so I was like, 14 yes. bucks? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, life is nice. short. I need to play more games. Hours on Prime. 
I really admire the fact that they have armor on their feet, you know, because yeah. that's really important. Yeah, what's that called? What piece of armor is that called? Uh, boots. <laughs> I mean, I know on the, the shins it's like greaves. But I know you got the pauldron from, from Mandalorian. I know no one's getting killed, and yet I was like... <laughs> <laughs> stabby, stabby. I'm having flashbacks to when I got you to watch this the first time. <laughs> like you said, there was no violence. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clarification: They didn't say there was no violence. They said they were going to go forward through the violence, and then they oh, let right. that play. And I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay. Oh. Uh, Scott, to to answer your question. The segmented foot coverings are called solarets. S O L L E R E T. I had sabaton on what I looked up. <laughs> but grieve was what um, was the shin, like JP said. Mm. So, so um, Nazgul are basically zombies. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Essentially, <laughs> except kind of without a body. They're undead. They have no body. That's right. They have no okay. bodies. So they're, um, they're, they're, they're not zombies. They're like uh, the barrel whites too. Would be similar, I think, to the to the wraiths. Yeah, which yeah. they skipped over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, wasn't it, when they when they get washed away in the river. Gandalf remarks something like that they have to find their way back to yeah. Mordor to gain a physical form again. Yeah, Sauron would have to basically not reassemble them, but grant them power to reform and take up um, a physical presence. Because yeah. I know like, I like in, in the Council of Elrond, they're like, oh yeah, we sent some scouts down the river to see what we could find, and they found the dead horses and cloaks and armor... <laughs> but <laughs> there's probably some dark liturgy that they do to reform down in Mordor. Mm. Some good ideas for my game. Uh-oh. <laughs> what are we going to encounter? Yeah. There is a river. <laughs> Who knows what that snake you picked up is actually? Ooh, plot twist. But twist. But twist. <laughs> Kids, can y'all yell butt twist? <laughs> More enthusiastic this time. Very good. As you were. That's awesome. As you Oh good. Rose knows now. Cody said, okay, what's the actual word? And she said plot twist. So progress is being made. Now they'll yell that at the neighbors instead. <laughs> so much better for them to yell plot twist as our neighbors walk by. <laughs> Artex, you're sinking! I hate uh, the scene in the book because it's like in Louisiana, I feel like we could really relate to this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Except it, this would be cold. Yeah, we can't relate to that. But mosquito? They eat when they can't get hobbits. Yeah, I feel like they put that scene in just to do pay homage to the book. Yeah, to get that line in. Yeah, there, there's such detail in the book about the like all the bugs and stuff like that. I was, yeah. I, I felt, I felt uncomfortable reading it. I feel like Tolkien was just like, you know what? If I had to suffer through it, you're gonna have to read about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the thing was, he didn't like travel hardly anywhere in his life. I mean, yeah. go on walking tours, but international travel, he had like one trip. Where did he go? I forget. I think France. Where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Cotton-Eyed Joe? From Cotton-Eyed Joe. That's actually what J.R.R. stands for, is Cotton-Eyed Joe. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> Was it Ronald Ruel? Yeah, John Ronald Rule. Token. Which, if you haven't seen the movie Tolkien, it's worth a watch. Is it? Because I had heard like negative things from some people. I mean, obviously, it's over dramatized, but and there's no mention of his Catholicism. Yeah, I heard they could like completely leave out his Catholicism and the influence that had on him. But it's yeah. still like good in in what it does do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they also have uh, the priest whose name escapes me, uh, featured very prominently in the movie. But yeah, uh, I gotta look up that name now. I get, I, I guess, what turned me off, and maybe I, I shouldn't believe all the articles I read, but uh, I and I can't remember what the article was or where it was from. But the the one line in there that kind of turned me off in the movie was was a suggestion that. Tolkien and one of his best friends were like one of his best male friends had a had like a, a relationship like there was undertones of some kind of I mean there is but oh, kind of fine. in the same way that everybody would uh, criticize the Lord of the Rings for Sam and Frodo's relationship I, you know because yeah. like when when I was a kid all the people who hated Lord of the Rings were like, oh, well, Sam and Frodo, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe they're just really good friends, you know? Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. shows our culture's lack of understanding of what brotherly love really is. Right. Story. Okay. Like, sacrificial love for the person that you love. Yeah. Uh, it, it just shows how shallow our culture has become that we can't look at that and see, you know, that friendship, that brotherly love. Hated. Well, look yeah. at Dan. what Dan Brown did because the beloved disciple... John was reclining yeah. his head on Jesus's chest, so clearly he was Jesus's wife, and they had children. Yeah, by the top, and they had the Holy Grail. But there is, there is. A, I'm going to have a trivia question. It's based on a fan theory of one of the Blue Wizards, um, and their influence on. The Holy Grail and Uther Pendragon and Arthurian legend and stuff. But that'll be in Return of the King. So one thing that bothers me in this scene is when they're lighting the fire and for, like right here, and Frodo gets up and like stamps out the fire. He's like, "No, we can't have fire. They're gonna know where we are." And then in the book, when when they see the race, Aragorn's like, "Light a fire!" <laughs> <laughs> they hate fire. <laughs> I just noticed, I've never seen this before, but they said, my tomatoes burst. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, my tomatoes. It's the fried green tomatoes that you need to get, Scott. <laughs> my tomatoes won't turn red. They're stuck at green. Uh, <laughs> you should put some food Constantly go. <laughs> <laughs> I have never had fried green tomatoes. Huh? Is it like, like, I've never had a green tomato at all. It's are they really bitter or they they're yeah they're um kind of sour okay hmm. okay say hi, hi. hello children i told 
Hi, kiddos. <laughs> here, come here. Want to see? Want to see some other kids? Oh, my son's in a pee bar cracker. Look, there's some other kids there. Oh, you guys frozen? Oh. <laughs> uh oh. Shout out to Sam here, though. I mean, come on. Just goes and charges the ring race. Yeah, he tries. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Think about what happens when they when the ring rates fight trained soldiers and they just yeah. scour before him. Right. He's just like, woo! Ah. I'm coming for you. There they are. <laughs> you singing? You getting crumbs all over me? Ah, here, look. Look at some kids. Can you can you wave hi? Hi. Hi. What are you doing? Kings of men. You the bean bar cracker? I didn't realize our microphone was muted. My bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were like... <laughs> Why aren't you answering us? Oh, <laughs> oh no, Frodo. Ah. So for those of you who are following along at home... <laughs> Frodo got stabbed. Frodo <laughs> <laughs> A wound which will never fully heal. We are one minute and, f I mean, one hour and four. We're one minute in. We're, we're one, one minute in. Whoa. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> we're one hour and 14 minutes in. Some of the trivia for this scene is that Vigo chipped a tooth in this scene. And, um. What? And uh, he begged Peter Jackson just to super glue the chip back on his tooth. But Peter Jackson's like, no. And I think he actually drove him to the dentist himself. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I love this. Talk about being dedicated to your craft. The, um, That's the guy the, that I trained him. Baragorn as like the awesome <laughs> warrior ranger. The guy that trained him to uh, the sword work um, said that Vigo was the greatest um, swordsman he had ever trained. Wow. Uh, wow. That starter or what? And why do the ring race have such tiny swords? <laughs> they look really, really, or they have, those are like their short swords that have the poison in them. Then they have their long swords that they were swinging around, though. Or their great sword. I don't know if it's a long sword or great sword, basically. Put up their short swords and draw their long swords. So yeah. they decided to fight with the weaker man. <clears throat> they needed so they were dual wielding. Feet. Yeah. They hadn't gotten the feet for dual wielding yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, shoot. I had a question for you guys, and it's gone. One was just what do the Nazgul represent? Like, do they represent something more specific than, like, Sin. Sin and demons and stuff. Um, but I had another more relevant, timely question. Well, we'll never know. What you drinking that character? Oh, this moth right here? The yeah. moth that Gandalf speaks to, he says Gwai here, or Gwai here, you know, the name of the eagle to the yeah. moth. Um, this moth was born on the day of shooting and died on the day of shooting. Like it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Cycle. 
It is a very cute moth. That's like the saddest thing that anyone's ever told me about. <laughs> I was waiting for that kind of response, man. Every- <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there was, if it was just a stylized choice on Peter Jackson's part or not. But I know I know from the books, all the orcs had scimitars mm-hmm. to kind of kind of represent uh, um, Islam in a sense. Um, I wonder if it was a stylized choice to go with these kind of more just brutish looking, uh, like easily uh, constructed bars. Yeah, I think like they're. It's- their production team paid a lot of attention to, like, I guess, different styles and almost uh, a look that kind of gave off what they were going for. So elves always had their curved, whirling weapons. Uh-huh. And, I mean, men had their standard weapons. And this just, it just looked like it had one purpose and one purpose only. Right. Utilitarian. The um the Haradrim, you know, from Harad, uh, like that ride the Oliphants. Yep. I think they, you know, definitely are given more of the Islamic look. Yeah. But um, geographically speaking, Mordor, um, you know, with the respect to the placement of Gondor, um, would geographically be like Turkey. And also because it's ringed by mountains, those mount- just like Turkey is, like Mount Ararat and the Taurus Mountains. Hmm. So you do have that Ottoman Turk kind of, um, you know, origin. That was going to be my question. I mean, not that, but you made me think of it. <laughs> is um, basically I was wondering, like, why did they pick the the films were shot in New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. And did they pick it? Does New Zealand have a similar kind of... Basically, I'm wondering, does the terrain of New Zealand kind of look like how England would look if it weren't urbanized? Or, like, why did they pick New Zealand? There are are more sheep than people in New Zealand. (laughs) I mean, the the thing about New Zealand is it's got a little bit of every kind of terrain, right? It's got really snowy mountains. It's got a lot of wide-open plains and fields. Um, it's got thick forests, so it kind of like was like the one location where they could get all the different parts of Middle Earth without having to leave it and go anywhere else. And it, and it has a fairy tale quality to it because it's not, you know, it's not a place that's been pictured as much. Yeah, it's a newer location. Yeah. So and book- is it also not as much development there? Like not as much urbanization of like i say that yeah. there are more sheep than people on north <laughs> and south island book people what is your opinion of using arwen instead of glorfindel uh i understand why they did it instead of having to introduce a whole other character but i still don't like it <laughs> yeah i don't i like i don't mind them giving arwen the extra screen time and making her a more uh, a parent character. I think that's an okay liberty to take, but I really like Glorfindel. <laughs> I was super too. cool in the books. I mean, he's a legendary elf, so... Well, yeah. if you're talking mm. about the... Sure, kind of, it's <sighs> the beginning of... It's the first time you get to see the pure power of the elf lords. Yeah. How he he's not afraid of these guys at all, the rates. I also would have preferred if they weren't going to use Glorfindel, I would have been like, 
well. I mean, Elrond had twin sons yes. who were expert hunters, so... <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the Arwen's connection to the rest of the characters in the movie does make it a lot sense. of sense. Yeah. yeah. Elrond's daughter, Galadriel's granddaughter, is that right? Yeah. And, obviously, um, Aragorn's uh, Aerosmith loves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. Isn't she the the guy? Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler's know, her dad. Um, when watching this movie, uh, said, "Did they dub in my daughter's voice? Because she had to speak like so much more deep than her normal voice. That it was unrecognizable to <laughs> her own father." Oh wow! But didn't she not know that Steven Tyler was her dad until she was eighteen? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, rock stars make awesome fathers. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so present and connected. Yeah, yeah. sweet emotion <laughs> when you're dreaming on. And <laughs> Dream until your dreams right. come true. This is a much longer horse ride than they have in the book. <laughs> Yeah, well, because it, it's to, it's told through Frodo's eyes, it. isn't it? And Frodo passes out. So, yeah, <laughs> this is like driving to the hospital in labor. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes on and on forever. <laughs> You're like, surely we're there. What? We're not there. <laughs> we did uh, uh, for my daughter. We didn't actually experience that. We uh, um, we we just went in for a checkup one day, and it was getting close to the. To, to time right. and and the doctors were like well her amniotic fluid's getting really low we're we're gonna have to she's gonna have to come out today so we we're like wow oh, okay. <laughs> so we we went home got our stuff came back and and uh the next day she was born so i thought you were gonna say because this time we were like okay we are gonna leave at the first contraction because we do not want to be in the car for like for like once labor is like really going uh-huh. Um, but with Francis, he was born like ten minutes after we got to the hospital. So we we're like, we that was close. Like we we came this close to like. Wow. So that's what I thought you were gonna say. Like, oh, we didn't have that because we gave birth in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, to- yeah, I was waiting for the water symbol <laughs> symbolism. Does anyone else yeah, feel baptism? like? Yeah, I was waiting for you to say something about that. <laughs> yeah, you have to be fully immersed. <laughs> Shout out to Gandalf for uh, adding the horses on the water. It was a nice touch. He yeah. does have a flair for the dramatic. Yes. <laughs> so wait, I guess Gandalf we have the fireworks, horses in the water. <laughs> and yeah, Gandalf, Gandalf tells Frodo in the books, like after he wakes up, it's like, yeah. I put the horses in the water. NBD. <laughs> and we can't uh, we can't skip the symbolism of the Red Sea and Pharaoh's horses being oh, swallowed yeah. by the river. So wait, does she? So was she? I always thought she was like praying. Was she communicating with Gandalf? Uh, I mean, she. They don't. They mix it up in the movies. Yeah, and, that, that's and books. Not her in the movie. It's it's a character called Glorfindel. Yeah, he's really. Well, I think Elrond's the one that set the charm or whatever yes. on the river. Yeah, Elrond made yeah. the flood. Do y'all think this is like the one part of this movie that kind of 
uh, trippy. That kind of dates it a little bit. That it looks like a little bit like late nine. I know it's like two thousand one. I mean, they did shoot right it in nineteen ninety nine. Right. That just the way that. Why two K? It just felt a little bit like the rest of the movie is so kind of timeless. Yeah, I mean, you mean the like scene where he's having these visions in white and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were trying to go for like he's coming in and out of consciousness for each part of this, but it didn't communicate very well. You're right. So my mother just texted me a question asking if Tom Bombadil had a nest in his hair. Is that I don't remember? Radagast is Radagast. Yeah. Okay. It was that. It was that a a flavor tax for Peter Jackson. Yeah. That's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What? What? What is like? the canon with all the other wizards. I, I remember them going kind of over it briefly in in uh, The Hobbit and the wrong one. Um, the Cimmerillion. Y'all don't need to watch me eat it. So there are five, and they were all chosen by the Valar, which are, I guess, your top tier of angels in mm-hmm. the Tolkien mythology um, to go and help the free peoples resist Sauron. We, we um, could totally talk about the somewhere alien a little bit when we get further in because I got some awesome, some awesome things to <laughs> <laughs> like but, Joseph uh, peeking in like hey don't forget about me I want to say <laughs> but each each one of them was chosen from each of the Valar have like a different domain over the mm-hmm. world um, and so uh, Saruman is kind of of this branch of the, the forge master the, the crafter Ale who, like, he has a mind for making things, you know? Okay. Um, Gandalf was chosen from uh, Manwi, who is the, like, top tier of the Valar to go and do that. There were uh, two others. The two blue ones were, like, Huntsman Spirit. So, of course, they were gonna wander wide and far. Mm -hmm. And Radagast was chosen by... Uh, the Valar Yavanna, who is like the caretaker of birds, beasts, plants, nature, and so hence the whole nest in the hair thing. Right. <laughs> um, one of the blues—I forget what the other one is—the one that starts with an R, but Moranathar or whatever. Um, his name means darkness slayer. So. He, he kind of come... take some notes here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's an Elvish or what, but which one? Um, which one? But that's part of the the fan theory that I was going to talk about later. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, Bilbo. Is this in the books that Bilbo's there? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's I mean the Mithril and everything too. Say what? The mithril, the uh, armor that Bilbo gives. Oh, yes. I mean, Bilbo always said he was going to go out and see the world again, and then he made it as far as Rivendell. He wanted to see mountains, Gandalf. Mountains. He sees the mountains. Which is amazing that he even made it here. Yeah, (laughs) for real. (laughs) Yeah. He's 111. How how quickly was was he aging again after he gave up the ring? It's like... Oh, it had to... Yeah, it had to be pretty quick. But I mean, yeah. even... So in the books, Frodo here is 50 years old. 
Yeah. So, yeah, they, they definitely do not uh, do justice to the time passage in the books. No. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, what, 16 years between when he, uh, he gives Frodo the ring and... Yeah, 16 or 17 years or something. Well, he was 33. Yeah. He was 33 at the birthday party, and wasn't he 51 or something yeah. when they leave? Yeah. He's the same age he as 50, He was 50 Yoda. because it was the same age that Bilbo was when he left. Mm-hmm. But hobbits look younger, right? When they're... No, well... So so he was supposed they, to they kind of older... Sorry, you can go, JP. I'm not right. even on screen. <laughs> like, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, like, it was... They even joke about it in the book with the other hobbits, you know, Mary Pippin and Sam, how he's like the old man of the group. Because they're all young hobbits in their 30s, young hobbits. Right, but they call, and they call it the tweens, right? Yeah. 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 33 is like their coming of age for hobbits. Which is the age of Christ. So yeah. it's not just that, like, oh, he looks young, so it's okay that he's 50. No, he is supposed to be older and wiser than the rest of the hobbits. Oh, there's, there's. <laughs> oh, a baby. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello. Joseph, you're aging like a hobbit. <laughs> or, <laughs> he's, he's got the uh, Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> <laughs> Who is all that? That's so, so question for preparations purposes. 11 oh, seasons yeah. just about abounds us. Oh, I'm about, about to switch. Um, I'm an hour late. <laughs> What's that, Joe? I'm eating Elevensies early. Okay. What is Elevensies? I think it's brunch. Yeah. It's Elevensies. So we should have is some champagne. Or... And, so uh, boudin qualifies, right? Boudin yeah. yeah. <laughs> Treat yourself. Boudin Treat yourself. qualifies. Uh, I had my last beer yesterday. I could have saved it for today. <laughs> Maybe we should um, do Elevensies when it's time to switch discs for the... Uh, yeah, for the for the DVD guys. Yeah. Okay, when does that come that up? Happened. Like soon, right? After the uh, council? end of the I Council of Elrond. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you have ever thought that would be like for all you retro DVD guys? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> There's something special about the box set. It like comes in a. It looks like the books, and it's just so cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. So when we first started talking about this, I was like, I don't think we have the extended editions. Ah! And so I was thinking, I'm going to have to go out and buy the box set. But Okay, so we're in an iTunes family with a few priests that we know. One of them one day was like, do you all have iTunes? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, cool. You're in my family now. And like, click, click, click. And we're like, okay. So now we have access to all these movies. So Cody's like, I don't know if he has the extended edition. I'm like, Cody, it's a Catholic priest. I mean, perks of <laughs> this movie being... Perks of this movie being almost 20 years old, you can get the Blu-rays for like 30 bucks. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I was just like, I'm, I'm pretty sure the priests, me. our children, are murdering each other. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Cool. The but Battle like, of Helm's Deep is going on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, I'm pretty sure the priest bought the extended edition. And he did. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, yeah, I was kind of in a panic mode before we started recording. It was, uh, I, I knew, I was absolutely sure my mom had it on her Voodoo account. And then I go on there and I'm scrolling down and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I, call, I, I called her up and I'm like, hey, don't you have this? 
no, don't I? Oh, let me buy it real quick. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so she, she's like, I, did, I, paid, I didn't even ask her. And she like, okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> so, just, my mom's cool. I was picturing like when when Isildur, when the ring betrays him, like the voodoo betrayed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the you got the bad hoodoo. Hoodoo, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I mean. Is it voodoo or hoodoo? It's voodoo. voodoo. V-U-D-U. Okay, that's what I, I thought. I was just riffing on hmm. the... Uh... Which I guess is from, from what my mom says is their voodoo is having a problem or something like that with some of the DVDs no. she or some of the videos she bought for voodoo. Um, it was they were through another company or something like that. So when that company went out of business, she lost a couple of her movies. So uh, that might that might have been why she didn't have them because I was absolutely sure she had all the Lord of the Rings and so was she. But yeah. they vanished. Vanished. She has all the hobbits, and the in the animated one, but you know. But that is okay. Little Marion scene coming up here. The statue of Aragorn's mother. I think that's in this scene. That's still shot of Aragorn with the book. Yeah, no, that's not the scene. That's a meme template. If I have ever seen one. Yeah. Yeah. One does, One does not, not simply. simply. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Boromir, they, they changed up the dialogue so much in the Council of Elrond that the speech Boromir makes, he's reading from a piece of paper in his lap. That's why he's like... From a writing standpoint, that has to be a really difficult chapter to adapt to the screen. Because yeah. it is so dense with information, yeah, yeah it's just like, so what do we need to put out on this movie? A, a difference that I <clears throat> okay. So as we go through, I have three fatal flaws of the differences in the books and the movies that I have. This is not one of them, but it's a close one, just because how epic it is in the book. In the Council of Elrond, in the movie, it's kind of like, oh, they're all called together for this thing by Elrond, but in the book, all the parties show up completely independent of each other and holy spirit brings them all together at the same time they all have their own things they want to talk to elrond about and then they're just all there at the same time so elrond's like okay this has to happen now well in the extended editions and maybe we all will probably get to that but i don't know if i'll be here they have that scene i think it's in two towers um where they have that flashback with faramir and denethor yeah um and denethor is like Elrond has called a council and we're going to send your brother sort of thing. Um, So it's very much only implied at best. You're right Mm. in the fellowship though. And speaking of Faramir, like the the movie kind of kind of damaged his character? I don't know if damaged is a good word or not. That is my fatal flaw. That's my number two fatal flaw. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's supposed to be a saint. You know, yeah, I'll explain that. We're at my number three fatal flaw right now, and they get worse as the movies go on. But this <sighs> is my number three fatal flaw, where Aragorn in the movie like doesn't want to accept his kingship, mm. and he, he doesn't think he's worthy or can do it. And he's supposed to be a Christ-like character, like he is in the book, and he he's just taking taking his kingship by storm. He's like, yes, I am, I am the king returned and whatnot. Let's 
let's go and do my destiny. But in the movie, it's like, mm. I don't know if I can do it. I'm not worthy. <laughs> and it kind of, it, it really damages his Christ-like character structure. Well, yeah, I, got a question. I got a trivia question for basing uh, uh, the uh, Aragorn and Arwen romance. Mm. You're a romance. Okay, Catholic trivia number five. Uh, names of two Tolkien characters are inscribed beside the names of Tolkien and his wife, Edith Mary Tolkien, on their shared tombstone. What are the names of these two characters whose story is a great romance of the Silmarillion, one of whom was a mortal man and the other an elf maiden, whose story foreshadowed that of their great-granddaughter, or great-great-granddaughter, uh, Arwen, and then Aragorn. Mm. Okay, so two names are inscribed beside Edith Mary Tolkien and J.R.R. Tolkien, their names on their tombstone. Um, these two characters from the Silmarillion are the foreshadowing, the prefigurement of Aragorn and Arwen, a uh, mortal man and elf maiden that fall in love. We've got two guesses. How quickly can you I did not Google know that, it? but that was really epic. <laughs> hey, you like that, Joseph? Yeah, that's really cool. Where'd you go? Your phone isn't keeping up with the comments, so we're not going to be able to use mine. Okay. Looks like we got some good guesses here. Oh, here comes the council. Pull up your remote so you can pause it whenever we need to. Okay. Also, for anyone just joining, we are at one minute. I mean, not why do I keep saying that? We're at one hour, <laughs> 38 minutes. Yeah. Into Almost the to the end of the Ring. first DVD. Right. Of the Fellowship of the Ring Extended Edition. <laughs> y'all, know, y'all know how the leaves falling in the background? They had to have like 12 crew members. Dropping leaves. Constantly tossing those leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you tried something like that when you were taking our wedding video, remember? That's oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you took a, a flowers of, of crepe myrtle leaves and tried to do like an effect of them dropping over us, but it just <laughs> rained, so we did it, and it's just like a clump of crepe myrtle. It just was like, <laughs> instead of like sprinkle, 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 it was like, clump. Nice. Clump of, a clump hey, of Ashlyn. Hey, Teresa. Sorry. So we are almost done part one of part one. Y'all want me to say the answer now? Sure. Or I think some of y'all could say the answer. Baron and Luthien? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pretend like I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Baron and Luthien. Yeah. Duh. I love how I love how everybody guessed the spelling of Baron like Trump's son Baron. <laughs> There's two different spellings of Baron here. Well, so explain yeah. this answer and who got it right? In Ashton and Maria. Look at them yeah. go. I think it's. Yeah. I put in the comments. I think I spelled it right, but B E R E N and L U T H I E N. Correct. Wow. Yeah, right. Close enough. <laughs> Yeah, definitely close enough. Definitely. Close enough. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, when Barmir, Barmir, yeah, Barmir, okay, walked up and picked up the sword, just like how I don't know how kind of crazy it is that they've just got that thing sitting out and not like 
in a case mm-hmm. of some sort, you know, like, right. like when you consider like the yeah. parallels that we have of like relics and stuff. Like a card but, protector for your baseball card? Basically. <laughs> um, Put it in the sheath, man. <laughs> like, can you picture if like the, the crown of thorns in Notre Dame Cathedral was just like sitting out where someone right. could like pick it up and like be like, yeah, from a fire. Aragorn carry the shards of the sword with him? Yeah. As an heirloom? And initially, it was just, it was a broken sword, but it wasn't like a shattered sword like they have it in the movie. Yeah. So it was like cut in half or whatever. But yeah, that seems like it'd be difficult. The big difference that ties into the, that first fatal flaw I was talking about how in, it's a it's a much bigger deal in the third movie where they're reforging the sword and he uh, Elrond brings him the sword and gives it to him and like you are you must take your place as king but in the book it happens like right here before they yeah, leave yeah. To, yeah. before the ring goes south <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah because he, he even he even uses it when he meets the horse lords in uh, in Rohan. Yeah, how he, he uses it to prove that he is yeah. because he's supposed to be this Christ-like figure that knows what his destiny is. So it's yeah. I don't know. That's why it bothers me. Mm. But, you know, thanks, Gimli. <laughs> Way to screw up the whole mood of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> read the room. <laughs> yeah. read, the, read the ledge on the side of the mountain. Yeah, read the runes. Nice. Yeah. He's a copycat. From whence it came. I think it's a little awkward when Gandalf speaks the language of Mordor. Like, why are you doing that? Prove point. Oh, this is that speech that you were saying that he's yeah. reading it Look like down. off his lap. Look down on your lap. <laughs> One does not simply give an actor his lines the day before the scene. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ash, you're in this. <laughs> Ten legions of Sadokar. I feel like uh, Barmir just now is like the pep talk someone should have given us when we were thinking of doing this marathon. Like, <laughs> like this is folly. This is folly. <laughs> okay. So is the DVD about to end? At what point yeah. is the DVD? I will. The fellowship is formed. Okay. Like. Pippin says, great, where are we going? And that's it. Okay. Yeah, I, and then it starts back with, uh, aren't they like just leaving the gates of Rivendell or something? Yeah. Does, like for real though, has that actor ever been in anything that he doesn't die? Like, Mormier? Sean Bean? Oh yeah, Yeah, Sean Bean. Sean yeah, Bean. yeah um, I, I actually looked that up. And Can we National talk about Treasure. our favorite Sean Bean movies? National Treasure. National Treasure. Patriot Games. Patriot Games. What was that? There, I remember seeing a, a percentage of how many movies he's died in. He was in a movie about Henry VIII, and he played, um, I don't know the guy's name, but uh, basically the, the guy who led a Catholic uprising against Henry VIII. 
Oh, oh yeah. That's a trivia. Spoiler, he died. Well, <laughs> I was married to the Schwartz's dad if it was Henry VIII. What's Sean Bean has died in 23 movies. 23? And it's never like, like, you know, and now I must lay down my head and rest, you know. It's always like, ah! Well, one of the guys uh, <laughs> watching along with us, Tex, says this is the only break, uh, sensically, uh, the only sensical break in the DVDs of all three movies. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of kind of makes sense because of how the book structure differs from differs from the movie structure. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. An actual book breaks of the six books. Yeah, because it follows the different stories. It's easier to kind of jump back, but they don't do that. Which you know, to each his own. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I love how I mean, Gandalf is like lobbying for Merry and Pippin to go. <laughs> Elrond. Elrond's like, well, you know, we can send some more powerful people. And Gandalf. Well, I, like, I have several <laughs> elf lords on call. Like, <laughs> do you want the hobbits? Am I rolling? Are you sure? Cool. The fool of a took. You know, to tie this in to, you know, the theology and philosophy aspect of it, the idea of they knew they couldn't conquer the people. <laughs> All right. Pause. There you go. Pause. 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 Everybody pause. Everybody pause. Gandalf was wise enough to pause know it. they couldn't defeat this with power. So what does he go to? The power of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But oh, you know he's really questioning his choice in Moria. <laughs> All right, so we have to pause real quick for a What was I thinking? Wait, we need to explain for to people at home. So for, for anyone at home who's watching digitally, pause, because it, the people who are watching the DVD... Must change DVDs. Must change DVDs. Must and then digital is basically 145, one hour, 45 minutes, 35 seconds, somewhere around yeah. there. Is where we're pausing. Yeah. Um, and while we're taking this quick break, get your 11Zs ready. I'm going to get my 11Zs. I'm going to get my food. Yeah. And if you haven't yet, share the video to your Facebook page or, or wherever. John Paul, how much longer are you going to be able to? Uh, I will have to go at about two. So I'm okay. good. Oh, cool. We've got you for a while. Yep. I was like, I'm pretty sure I can make it through Fellowship and maybe like the first half of yeah. Two Towers, but we everyone, shall see. <laughs> everyone abandons us. Well, it's 11 seats. <laughs> it's 11. I'm about to go get some coffee, though, because, okay. you know, I'll right I got I'll a long some, way to go. I'll just do some stand-up while everyone's gone. Please do. Since this is recording, <laughs> we can watch it later. I have one joke that I tell these days um, that I tell like at Camp Joshua and stuff back in the day. Oh, uh -oh. Okay, guys, here it comes. Oh, no. So, a termite walks into a... <laughs> Cody's laughing in the kitchen already. Because <laughs> it's so funny. That's Got my why. elvish way bread. Hey. Okay, so a termite walks into a bar. <laughs> I'm doing stand-up, Scott, because everyone left. <laughs> and he says to the he says, he says, is, is the, the bar tender here? here? <laughs> Bless. 
Blessed is the Lord, and these I give which are about to receive. On that note, through Christ our Lord. Amen. That's why I love that joke, is you tell it, and everybody's like, ah. So just so we're clear, is the bartender here? The termite said, is the bartender here? <laughs> barley, barley man, butter bird bartender. <laughs> Um, okay, we're stopping. So, I'll do a Catholic trivia question while sure. um, the couches are empty right now. Cody, have you been keeping score? Yeah, Maria has. I think 20. Maria's got 30. Ashton has 10, and Ben has 10. Ashton's not written down on your piece of paper. I know, I haven't written it down yet, <laughs> but I know she has. Okay. Um, Catholic trivia question okay, number back. six. Catholic Nerds trivia question. Ironically, which actor was the tallest member of the fellowship? Me. This makes more sense in light of his second role in the series, providing the voice for Treebeard. Ironically, oh. ironically which actor was the tallest member of the fellowship? Really? Not a dwarf at all. <laughs> this uh, makes more sense in light uh, of his second role, providing the voice of Treebeard. Tree? People I are saying things. Tex has it. Ten points for Texendor. Gryffindor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I mean, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter are basically the same They're thing, right? They're basically the same, right? Yeah. Except less They came out. Uh, while JP's time. not here, we could say that. I know. I, I should have waited for John Paul to get back. They he came out at the same been time. Like, I mean, come on. Okay, so secondary <laughs> question to the answer to this. You know, the actor answer. Favorite other movie with this actor? <gasps> Princess Diaries 2. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was going to say Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. There's a lost arc after that. Text says, that's Slither Tex. Like, instead of, <laughs> instead of Texendor. Instead of Texendor. Sorry, Scott, what were you saying? Maria just answered as well. Mm-hmm. But wait, did we already say that Tex was correct? Yeah. Should Maria get the points? What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Raiders is uh, Andrew's second favorite. Yeah. Andrew is Tex. Uh, Tex, do you not like being called Tex anymore? Is that why it's not in your Facebook name? I'm calling everyone by their wrong names. Because <laughs> you see, I knew JP when he was, ah! When he was ah, when he was, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so just now, Jesse he goes either way. <laughs> the Holy Grail lies the in the castle yeah. of ah. <laughs> what? Jump That's off. what he says. What is that? Castle. Of, ah. Look at the bones. Okay. So we <laughs> look at the bones. <laughs> I was just saying, I was like, yeah, I knew JP back when he was, and right then I hit something on my phone and it started recording me. So I went, ah! And they're like, you knew John Paul when he was, ah! <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that sums it up, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, what so does everybody have another, 
<laughs> so the the Catholic nerds trivia answer: the tallest actor of the fellowship was John Reese Davies, who is Gimli, which is ironic, being wow. that he's a dwarf. But he also plays Treebeard. And we're talking about our favorite other movie with John Reese Davies and uh, Tex or Andrew and I both agree it's Indiana Jones where he's Sella. But oh, yeah. he's also in Sliders. Y'all remember Sliders? I do not. Seen that. No. Oh, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> Show your age. Anybody out there remember Sliders? Anyone? Bueller? Professor Arturo? Maximilian? Let's see. So I'm not really good at like this actors and, and recognizing movies and stuff like that. So IMDb is like one of my best friends. Whereas it's like the one thing I'm good at is recognizing John people. John Reese. In movies. Complimentary. Didn't he, uh, to nail the voice of Treebeard, talk breathing in? Yeah. Breathing out? Mm, and that's, yeah. Have you ever tried doing that for an extended period of time? That destroys your throat. It's exhausting. Oh! Yeah. Including Princess Diaries 2. This dude was in that? Everything. Oh, yeah. Princess Diaries 2. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Which y'all also showed me that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, y'all introduced me to the Lord of the Rings trilogy and Princess Diaries 2, two of the great cinematic works of He's also in the Lion Guard. century. Oh. You're welcome. I think the other thing I've was King Solomon's on the same level as Lord of the Rings, Mary. What's that? I'm not sure I feel comfortable if you're putting Princess Diaries on the same playing field as Lord of the Rings. Well, that's blasphemy. Uh, Okay, yeah, I recognize him. Sexist. Whoa. No, realist. They have some very powerful (laughs) female characters in the Lord of the Rings. That's true. Galadriel is one of the most powerful characters in general, so. Galadriel could kick Anne Hathaway's derriere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand, like, when did Kate Blanchett decide that she was only going to play evil people from here on out? <laughs> I mean, yeah, she, she like, literally played hell. I she, mean, to be gonna... fair, she's really good at it. She <laughs> is. Another Indiana Jones. Although, for real, for a second, like, like, I'm not like, oh, everything is sexism. But it seems like women hit a certain age and it's like, and now you must play all the evil. You know what I mean? It's like, like Betty White. Except Betty White. Yeah, like Meryl okay. Streep. And Meryl Streep. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. But it's like middle age. It happened to her pretty much after Sophie's Choice, though. Yeah. It's like mid- middle aged women are only good for one thing being evil. <laughs> what we have to look forward to. There's also Professor Maggie Smith. He's also in Gorgoyles. Guys, my son just found my rubber band. Nice. <laughs> Look at him go. Hey. With it Don't let Sauron have his rubber band back. <laughs> the one rubber band to rule them all. <laughs> one band to find them. And in the darkness, hold them together. Find them. Hey. <laughs> hey. Band pine. Works on so many levels. He's also in the legend of Prince Valiant. That's Valiant. I know, right? Y'all ready to, yeah, to start almost. this? Mary, you want to give us a five count? Tales from the Wait. Crypt. <laughs> Wait, is something happening? Hey, are we doing a marathon or what? Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay, so for for those who are just joining, we are about to hit play on the second half of the fellowship, which is at which um if you're using DVDs, you just have to pop in your second DVD of the fellowship. <laughs> I got a fever. <laughs> I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> got a fever. <laughs> Yeah, I think actually Christopher Walken was offered a role in this movie. <laughs> was, was he? Yeah. Oh, man. That would have been interesting. Yeah. We are at two hours and 13 minutes, if anyone's just joining us. the skeleton <laughs> of, the, the well. of the fellowship. Can Can you imagine, like, Christopher Walken being like, Gandalf, I, I, I tell you, you, you got to hang out with Saruman. He's, he's, he's pretty great. You know, great guy. <laughs> He's killer, I tell you. <laughs> He's kept that ring. Remember uh, in Pulp Fiction where they kept the, the dad's watch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I held this ring up my <laughs> one year. <laughs> For a whole year. <laughs> uh. yeah. do -do -do. More cowbell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the name of that... Uh, that's my son keeps what is this sword glow blue for again? Whenever orcs, orcs are close. Yeah, orcs, orcs got Blue Oyster Cult, that's the name of the band. Mm. Yeah. So Sting glows blue while we're talking about the blue oyster cult song with more oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll play that in the no I got a cave troll. So my brother Point told me a theory that uh, you know while we're talking D gold bloom is Gandalf. <laughs> yes, that, um, <laughs> Gandalf in D and D terms gold would actually be more of a, a high level fighter, dual cast, a uh, dual um, classing as a wizard. But I think something in this scene in the book uh, goes against that because if you re remember how when they're leaving, he's like up at the the door with the Belrog on the other side. And it's just like this whole mental match. He's using like words of power, which in D and D are super high level things for wizards. Yeah. So he's a high level fighter and a high level wizard. <laughs> Gandalf's just that epic. Oh, I believe it. I mean, his sword. Maybe, maybe I can. I can. He's got or Chris, right? For Blam fighter, strong. I think you need to be like second or third level to get your get your fighting stance, and then. And then pour everything else in Wizard. Cool. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll play around with it. They have a cave. So they, they're talking in the director's commentary about the troll. How at the end of it, you kind of feel a little pity. Oh. Like, like, look, this is what I do, guys. I'm just, uh, I'm just yeah. a bull in a china closet. <laughs> John Paul, it's a deleted scene. How did Boromir and Aragorn try pulling that cave troll back? They rolled no ways on their strength checks. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about that mountain troll that's crushing Aragorn at the, you know, on his chest? Oh, geez. Yeah. They just desecrated a tomb. I know that was. <laughs> well, I mean, they are evil. Yeah. Look, my, my, wife, my wife got the one ring 
stuck on her finger. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, we can see her. That is really bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Get the but we ball can ball see over. her. Is that where you're getting your your questions? <laughs> no, but I was running low on questions. I uh, thought I'd be able to write some more during uh, this, but um, that's not happening. Nah. Hey, it works. No, Frida, if oh, y'all... That's um, where Flynn Rider gets it from. What are you talking about? Oh, Sam writing on the... Pan. Sam is using a pan? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Flynn, Flynn from Rapunzel? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> oh, Scott's showing us his ring. Brilliant! <laughs> Actually, my wedding ring looks like the one ring. Oh, oh, okay, so Tex is... Uh, Saying Jeff Goldblum as Gandalf was something Brooke and I joked about randomly <laughs> during their last marathon of this, which was last week. So, <laughs> dedication. <laughs> Way to go, Tex. No, no, no. Uh, can you, uh, uh, I mean, guys, uh, 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 we need to take the ring um, to uh, uh, Mortar. I mean, uh, uh, we need to start like a fellowship and stuff. And. Uh... <laughs> Here I am in Moria by myself, uh, talking to myself. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go help my wife with something. I'll be able to on DRB. Jeff Goldblum throws in life will find that's chaos. chaos. <laughs> so, um, speaking of Jeff Goldblum, who's been in a lot of different good sci-fi movies ever. Yeah, um, and same with. Um, Christopher Lee. Um, who's y'all's favorite actor that spanned several different sci-fi um, series? Ooh, mine is Max von Sydow. Y'all familiar with him? No, the name's very familiar. He well, he's one of his first movies. He's like Swedish. Was a Seventh Seal. Um, about a you know bubonic plague pandemic. In one of his last movies, he was in the very beginning of the Force Awakens. He's the one that Poe Dameron's speaking to. Um, they talk about Princess Leia. And he's like, I always called her princess. Uh, I need to go talk to the general. I always called her royalty. You know whatever he said. He was in Dune. Um, he was in like every major sci-fi series ever. Man. Um, I cannot put a face to the name. I don't know why. Let's see, yeah. I don't know uh, of of what else she, what all she was in, but my favorite Who? was a Disney princess, uh, and was also uh, a an agent of Shield, and she was a Star Wars bounty hunter. Ming Na Wen. Yep. Who was it? Ming Na Wen. Mulan. Oh, Mulan. Wow. Agent a, May. Agent May, yeah. She's a Disney princess, a Marvel hero, and a Star Wars person. Yeah. Probably like the most BA human uh, in the Marvel universe. <laughs> I mean, she's up there with like Hawkeye. Yup. And Jeff Goldblum was also in the Game Master, or, you know, and. Uh, Thor Ragnarok or whatever. Uh, Tex is asking if Max was also in Minority Report. He was, yeah. He was also in Flash Gordon, and he was the Three-Eyed Raven in Game of Thrones, but I haven't seen Game of Thrones. 
you should keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the uh, the Catholic nerds do not endorse Game of Thrones. He um, <laughs> he was also the voice of Prince Vigo in Ghostbusters Two. <clears throat> Vigo the Carpathian. And there's some, there's one other big thing he was in. See, I would have loved to have actually seen this scene play out with them having to fight all these goblins. Because, you know, they, they de totally would have got killed, but how many hundreds of goblins do you think they could have killed well, in the process of that fight? I think they would have won. So, <laughs> Ming Na Wei was also in Stargate. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. Um, Max von Sydow also played. Um, Jesus and the greatest story ever told. Oh well, sorry. And he was Stopping the Apostle Peter and Quo Vadis. Y'all know the story of Quo Vadis? No. Wait, like the old movie? Quo yeah. Vadis? Really? Yeah. That Damn. was so Quo Vadis is the story of Peter leaving Rome because oh, they, yeah. he gets word that he's about to be taken and crucified, basically. And he's leaving on the, the Appian Way, you know, out of Rome. And he encounters Jesus walking back to Rome um, on the road. And Peter says, where are you going? Um, and he says, I'm going to Rome to be crucified. And Peter responds, quo vadis. Well, the question he asks is, quo vadis, where are you going? And so that's why Peter's like, now I understand what I was always supposed to do, which is to be crucified at your side. And that's why it goes to be crucified. Put it upside down, right? Yep. <laughs> that's, and that's why they're able to recognize Peter's bones under the high altar at St. Peter's when they discover his bones, you know, in the catacombs, in the Scavi tour, um, because his uh, shins were severed like midway because when you're crucified upside down, they hack you off um, above the ankle um, to get you down. Pretty cool, though. Peter was awesome. <laughs> Brutal and cool. Peter is Midway, because when you're crucified upside down, they hack you off. Oh, oh, you y'all know we know um, Max von Sydow probably the best. He he's the old priest in The Exorcist. Oh wow, okay. Father Merrick or something like that. I, was, I say Ming Na Wei is also in uh, the Batman animated series from 2004 to 2005. You know who also is in that? That's not Max von Sydow. <laughs> no. You know, you know who the voice of the Joker is? No. Mark, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> Joseph, it's the voice of Mark Hamill. <laughs> oh, he, he voices the smart? <laughs> that's the Joker. I would you also did Fire Lord Ozai in oh Avatar. Wait, right. Mark Hamill was Ozai? Yep. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mark I Hamill? Also, How did I go my whole childhood not know <laughs> <laughs> I, I also forgot a Lord of the Rings nerd, not a generic movie nerd. 
I'm pretty high way was also in another uh, video game made movie. Does anybody know? Uh-uh. Street Fighter. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Girl with the silver skirt and the the ponytails, pigtails. Oh man, what a great! And apparently, she was also in Mister Rogers' (laughs) Neighborhood. (laughs) Just saying. Nice. That's a classic. Can I can I say going going back to Street Fighter movie? The the best line in that movie, RuPaul as um um Bison, when when Chun Li. Is in the room telling her him about oh you came to my village and you burned everyone down and and all this stuff and the the best evil villain line M Bison comes up to her and he's like for you the day M Bison graced your village was the worst day of your life for me it was just Tuesday <laughs> it was just a, a just a, a Tuesday I'm like whoa Wait, when you think about that that is the most diabolical like jerk yeah. bag line ever yeah uh, <laughs> Tex is asking uh, if y'all have ever seen an interview with Mark Hamill on how he got the part of the Joker or the original uh-uh. way he got it uh-uh, I that would be it. interesting to see I've never seen that I, I was teasing Joseph because Mark Hamill makes a cameo in the rise of Skywalker on top of his uh, you know physical role as a voice of that uh, creature that they decapitate the the spy that was helping him out at the very beginning of the movie, and we had a running joke through the whole, me and Joseph had a running joke through the whole movie like, hey, is that the voice of Mark Hamill? Because Scott Scott does this thing when you're watching a movie with him where he'll give you like trivia throughout the movie. It's like, hey, you know who voices that? And I'm like, oh, you said one line for what are you talking time. about? I never do okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> So Can we watch the movie? When Luke like catches the lightsaber and walks out, I'm like, Scott, it's the voice of Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so this whole situation here, where we're actually doing commentary over the movie, is like, oh yeah, this for is Scott, so good. <laughs> yes. He does He can't get yelled at. <laughs> this, this is a normal movie for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so, Actually, talk about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. um, this is just, this is just Tuesday. <laughs> I, I love this the uh, like you know the bell rock scene, and then when you read the Silmarillion, there's a scene where um, Feanor, where how Feanor dies, he dies oh, yeah. fighting the Belrogs, and in here Gandalf, yeah. this, like divine being, essentially die. You know, as close as he can come to dying. Uh, mm. dies trying to fight this Belrog and then Feanor, who's not a divine being, he's just an elf, uh, like, takes on this Belrog pretty well. And it's not until, like, other Belrogs come and wrap him up to kill him. Uh, but it just goes to show you how strong the elves were when they first came out of Valinor. Just the, how, and how it depicts them, like, mowing down these armies of orcs. Yeah. And before that light fades from them and the power fades, he's just, like, taking on a Belrog. You need an angel to do that in these days. <laughs> yep. I mean, Gandalf and the Balrog are technically like the same kind of creature. Yeah. So, yeah, that puts it in a so, lot of perspective in terms of strength of elves. I could do this. So is it, it, it is over time the elves have kind of like lost their power or they've become weaker yeah. over time? They've kind of faded, you yeah. know, in strength over thousands of years. Didn't the um, rings help preserve that, though? 
they used their their the power of the three elven rings is to try and preserve the the, the world that they remember right yeah. so it isn't uh decaying or being corrupted um but then you know which is a good segue into where we're coming in Lothlorien. Lothlorien. Well, and you can see, like, the generations of Adam and Eve, how uh, lifespans gradually shorten as sin mm -hmm. fills the world. But at the same time, can we talk about the uh, Christ-like qualities of Gandalf? He oh, man. for three days. Yeah. At, uh, the Casa Doom following the Balrog down. And then he fights them, you know, in the, in the depths, right? Sheol is like depths. Um, well, they actually go onto the top of the mountain to fight. So yeah, well, he descends into hell, basically. Yes. And then climbs the endless stair all the way to the top of the mountain, fighting the Balrog the whole way. Yeah. Which was, that was, um, who, the at the top of the endless stair, that was the curse or this Balrog was the curse of... Um, uh, Durin's Bane, yeah. Durin's Bane, Durin's right. Durin's Bane. And, and then you see... Words delving greedily. Yeah. Right. And then you see him uh, basically transfigured because now he's gone from the gray to the white, um, transfigured on the mountaintop with the, in um, Bangorn. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you touched or you guys touched on it earlier, but with Saruman being the white, is that obviously that was more of a title than an actual like ascension to that position. Um, and he wasn't actually he didn't wear a white robe. It was just like multicolored that appeared. So yeah. like after Gandalf rises to power as the white, and they confront him at Orthanc, you know. Or even no, actually, in the Fellowship, when Gandalf goes to talk to Saruman, and it's like we need to do this, yada yada. Saruman's like, "I'm not Saruman the White anymore. I'm Saruman of many colors." Yeah, and I was just like, "Technicolor dream coat." <laughs> All right, <laughs> the many colors you must break the white. Yeah, yeah. Which is almost because he has this power over language to make you believe lies and everything. It's right. almost like his garment is a lie. Like mm -hmm. it looks white, but it's actually. Yeah. We kind we also missed that line in the fellowship earlier when they first set out with Aragorn, where uh, Frodo says, "Like I think a servant of the enemy would look fairer and yeah. seem look uh, fouler. fouler." So it's yeah. like they look really nice on the outside, but. Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm pretty sure I used that line in our D&D campaign. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great then. I can't remember when you did that. Was that for, uh, for Mel? I send on the, the story of Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. yeah. It says he goes into the casting, and they didn't want to hire him because he's Luke freaking Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. uh, the sign on the door said, don't be Jack Nicholson. So he walks in, and he just says in the Joker voice, oh, I'd never want to follow him on anything. Boom, offered the part. <laughs> nice. I'd look it up. He saw it on the uh, pre-vid net from The Killing Joke. Mm. And The Killing Joke, if you haven't read that comic, that's a that's a pretty awesome uh, yeah. one-off comic. I heard it's really brutal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, Commissioner Gordon's daughter, <clears throat> um, bad stuff happens to her. Yeah. Uh... We'll leave it at that. 
that's a, it was, I, was this is a family he, show. Was that Alan Moore? I think that might have been Alan Moore that wrote that. I have to look it up. I'm not, I'm not too much into comics. I don't know all the comic stuff. We have to have Colby back on for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alan looks like, he looks like Radagast. Um, and he, um, and he wrote a new hat. He wrote like all the great comics. Really. Wait, is it? Calls him the Shakespeare of comics. Oh, nice. It is Alan Moore. It's cool. Yeah, well, according to text. He wrote, um, well, uh, Frank Miller wrote Dark Knight Rises, but but my favorite from him is all the new Swamp Thing. He did that awesome. Was there a dwarf guy up in this group, or was that Gimli with his helmet off? That was Gimli. Oh, yeah, I thought that oh wow! Totally <laughs> different person. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I glanced cool. over a couple times. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> Watching the extended edition, it's so weird. <laughs> like I thought I knew it, but then all these extra stuff that come, or all the extra stuff that comes in, is just it's awesome. I love love loading. That's another thing that I I feel like they we don't grasp is that isn't. Galadriel's uh, husband, the one that's actually wielding the elf ring that preserves Lothlorien? No, she wields it. No, she is. She's wielding it. She's wielding it? Yeah. What's his name? Celebrant? Isn't that his name? Celeborn. 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 Because he was born of Kella. Yes. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> Eric's just over there. Oh my gosh! So bright. Just, just don't make me choke on these chips or anything. Was <laughs> <laughs> he about to do the sign of the cross? Yes. Okay. Lady Light, is this some kind of representation of Mary? Absolutely. Yeah. Mary Stellas. Cody, where have you been? I. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's this guy supposed to be if that's supposed to be Mary? Joseph. I mean, Spouse Joseph, her husband? I mean, eh. is it? Okay. So, you know. I mean, he is her husband. So. Um, I the flame of Odun. Flame of Odun. I did that, and my son just looked at me like, "What are you doing, Dad?" <laughs> I'm reading some of these Lord of the Rings cards, trivia cards. They're not really good for our purposes. Oh, here's a good one. (laughs) 
Very optimistic, Killerborn. I know, right? <laughs> Who asked you, Elf King? Everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, she was like, Gimli, don't feel bad because everybody feels bad right now. Like, <laughs> how is that? <laughs> By the company, she means Sam. Then let's face it, Sam's the real hero of this movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like C-3PO's the real hero. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that why Christian was trying to? Uh, Just throwing that out there. Is that why Christian was trying to take the Gamgee last name for his character? <laughs> Lemon Gamgee. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon Game that, sounds like a dessert. Uh, you ever want to talk Batman? He's your guy. Like, X is probably the biggest Batman fan that I know. That's, like, that's awesome. Comparable to Bat Dad. Uh, Tex, you you an Alan Moore fan? He said he, they're watching the Lego Movie. And they said, "Dad, it's Gand." So Gandalf in the Lego Movie. Oh yeah, here he said he liked Alan Moore. Cool. Yep. Michael Vadrine, welcome, sir. Welcome, hey, Cubs. Michael. <laughs> nice text. Guys, Sam's having his moment. Yeah. Wait. Sam has a bunch of moments. <laughs> He's adding to the song of the elves. This is going to last forever. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, Sam. Thought you did a good job there. <laughs> did. They made them walk all the way back down to the bottoms of those trees. All that. Well, they have a fireman's pole. Well, they are they at the bottom of the tree? Because it almost looks like they're from the the backgrounds. It looks like they're like halfway up still. Yeah, I think maybe it's like hilly because it looks like. Yeah, that. they're like on a ledge. Yeah. This is like. Have y'all? Does it ever bother y'all watching Jurassic Park when they climb up into the tree? And the Brachiosaurus, like, eats from their hands, and he throws the raptor claw down, and then you see it's like, hey, you're only four feet above the rest of the Right, world. right. That drives me crazy. We've had two Jurassic Park references so far. <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I mean, they're basically yeah. the same thing. They're the same thing, right? Whoa. <laughs> Jurassic Park is Jeff Goldblum. I meant Jurassic Park and the Rings are basically the same movies. <laughs> so similar. I mean, yeah, maybe when the Nazgul's flying steeds show up yeah. in Two Towers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for a future ex-Mrs. Malcolm. Uh, Mordor always uh, uh, finds a way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But with a breed of a flock of condors, you people wouldn't mind. <laughs> Just me and the you got the eagles and the pterodactyls show up. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, my buddy Brian Foley. Um, this kind of gets uh, bad worded, but um, do you remember where he's like, because Grant's like me, he's a digger. <laughs> For the longest time, we thought he was saying the N-word. Oh, my yeah. gosh. 
I could I could hear it, but uh, at the same time, I'm like, that doesn't make sense, though. <laughs> Hold on, children. Makes me appreciate my daughter's actually taking a nap for once, which is amazing. It's like out of nowhere, she t- she passes out at noon. Nice. Like, Our kids Whoa. don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. This no, normally or lately. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying this one naps, but the other two don't. They just yeah. They don't really nap. <laughs> my daughter late lately she's just been either passing out around like three or four, or just doesn't take a nap at all. Yeah. And then, then it's a rough day. <laughs> what's what's bad is every now and then if we have like a long day, Francis will fall asleep at like six o'clock. That's the worst. Yeah. Oh. Look into the mirror and I will eat you. I gotta <laughs> wow. say the scene was a little too intense for right? my liking. Too intense for, for whom? The way they made Galadriel like freak out with the temptation of the ring, I don't know. It just is pretty intense. I don't like to sit right with me. Yeah, one of my one of my questions I've always thought was, what does she mean when she's like, "I'll be as beautiful and terrible as the sun"? Or I think that's the line. A god? Did she say a god? Well, who is the Uh, beautiful and terrible as the dawn? I think. As the dawn, or the dawn, yeah, the dawn. Which, yeah. Who's what were you saying, Joseph? Oh, well, when you said the sun, I was saying who rep- who's the sun in the Lord of the Rings universe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, an and who is the moon? Yeah, it's it's an action. It's one of the um, what? the angelic beings who is the sun. So I could see oh. like you know her equating herself to right. My- Here, Ashton provided us with the actual text from um the book. And now at last it comes. You will give me the ring freely. In place of the dark lord, you will set up a queen. And I shall not be dark, but beautiful and terrible as the morning and the night. Fair as the sea and the sun and the <clears throat> snow upon the mountain. Dreadful as the storm and the lightning. Sturmandrong. Stronger than the foundations of the earth. All <laughs> shall love me and despair. Yeah, that makes more sense than the movie line. Yeah. So tell me, what is she? What is he seeing again in here? The, he's seeing visions of things that are, things that were, and some things that may yet be. So wasn't it actually Sam who saw the Shire? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Sam looks into the mirror as well, which is awesome because Sam is awesome. Yeah, and he but, freaks out oh. and he's like, "I gotta go back." But yeah. Yeah. what now? It's interesting because what she's referencing when she's saying you know, the sun and the moon or, you know, the lightning and the storm, the two great lights of middle earth were the two trees of Ezrolar um, and the Silmarillion. Um, when, uh, and they planted the two trees um, to replace those or something like that. But it was the sun and the moon, the two yeah. great lights, silver and gold and Andoril, um like it's elvish name is, red and white light yeah uh so it's the combination of um the sun and the moon together right yeah the sun and moon together that that, the eldest words for the two of them and it bringing it brings um you know like christ the light you know brings the light to the world 
Dragons of the Earth. Terrible as the dawn. So, Scott, I think you might have pointed this out to me before I read the Silmarillion, but I'm going to take the glory for it because I like talking about it. <laughs> um, how the Ungoliant and Shelob? What? You're not going to talk about Ungoliant and... Um, no, we'll get Shilob. to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, how here where she's like, I passed the test. Now I must fade or whatever. It, you, you lose the context of that if you don't read the Silmarillion because she, the, the whole concept of the Silmarillion and the elves that are in Middle-earth, the Noldor, they were exiled because they, um, they wanted to go and follow, and follow Morgoth and try to fight him and take the Silmarils back from him. Uh, and they were essentially just saying, no, I'm rejecting the Valar and, you know, all your guidance and whatnot. We're going to go do our own thing and make our own way. And she was one. She didn't take the oath of the Sons of Feanor, but she was one of the original Noldor who left and w- went into exile with them. So why, why is she so powerful? Because she, um, she was a part, she was in Valinor. Uh, but by her rejecting the, wing, the ring, it's kind of her paying uh making repent or repenting from her rejection of the valar originally and she's saying i passed the test i can now i can now return to the west Mm. yeah that's beautiful oh we have a new watcher welcome chase welcome thanks for joining us she's kind of uh... comments funny stories (laughs) put them in the comments bro She's kind of like a a Moses character that she couldn't enter into the promised land because of her mistake. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is she the only character, the only one of the elves, one of the Noldor that is in the Lord of the Rings movie movies? Like, is that is that correct? She's. She's one of Elrond's the not only original. Elrond is not. If that Elrond makes sense. Elrond was born in Middle-earth. He was not originally in Valinor. Right. He, she's the oldest living elf that they make mention of in all of the Lord of the Rings. The, the only one I could think of that might rival her, and I don't remember, you'll have to uh, supplement my Silmarillion knowledge here. I don't remember if he was one of the Noldor was Círdan. The shipwright? Uh, he was not. Yeah. He not was the- Tulbiri, I think, a sea elf, who oh. stopped at the shore of the sea and didn't actually go into Valinor. But he was a part of the original, like, yes. West- Okay, so I would consider that, like, okay, not necessarily called the Nord- Noldor, but he would have The non-exile. Uh, what right. are they called? The, the elves? Uh, he would be Tulbiri. Yeah, no, but like, the ter- overarching term of the oh. elf actually went... I don't um, know. Avari? Elves of the Light or Elves of the Day or something. Eldar? Like Eldar. Maybe. No? What was it? Eldar? Yes. All- Eldar. He would have been one of the Eldar, considered one of the Eldar as it's near. Yeah. So I guess those two are kind of the only two that uh, are in the movie that were Eldar from the Silmarillion. And he does come in. I'm not surprised. At the very end, he's standing by the boat. At the very, very end. <laughs> Hey, look, Scott, you're on the screen. Limbass. Hey. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I was going to do a trivia question about what does Tolkien say the Limbass is. 
uh, strong symbolic <laughs> for the Eucharist, but uh, it seemed a little too obvious. So wait, so with the limbus, <laughs> what did he say it does? One one bite will one, what? One small bite will fill a man or fill a grown man for a day. <laughs> nice. Okay, so Tex is asking, can someone explain why Arwen has to go to the Grey Havens or she'll die, but Elrond is in the clear? Is it deeper in the text? He's not finished the book, or the, in the Cimmerillion, he hasn't touched. Wait, what so, was Cody? A lot of history there, um, <laughs> but Elrond ha- is half-elven, right? So he comes from his parents. Uh, his father was a half-elf, and his mother is yeah, um, but hit when in the Silmarillion at the very end of the first age, I want to say, uh, his father Arendil and his mother go to Valinor, which they are not allowed to do, and plead with the powers to help Middle Earth and like take Morgoth and throw him away. And they eventually do that. Um, and when they make this choice, uh, the powers give them an option. You can choose to be counted among the race of men or among the race of elves. And uh, his father chose to let his mother do the, the, make the decision, and she chose elves. So they are counted among elves. I thought, I thought that the choice wasn't given to Arendelle. I thought it was given to their kids. Because it was they given had gone to the Blessed Realm, they didn't have a choice. It was given to Erendil and Elwing together um, because he was mortal and he set foot in Valinor, which is strictly prohibited. Yeah. Um, And so she chose elves to kind of deliver him and give him a way out. Um, And then from that point, their two sons were also given a choice to choose to be counted among the race of men and elves. What what was Um, your question, Cody? And it kind of continues down that line. So yeah. Elrond's brother chose to be among men and set up the line of Numenor, which, of which Aragorn is a very, very, very distant descendant. Um, and then Elrond's and this children... Is the, the, go ahead. The light of Arendil also is just being given to Frodo. Yeah. Yes. If you want to talk about that. Guys, um, I popped my rubber band. Uh, you destroyed the one ring. Hey, well, that's, that's the end of that movie. Holdings over. Shut it down, boys. Joseph, that's two more movies. Do you have Gimli's axe? So Elrond's children all get to, got to decide whether they wanted to be counted among race of men or elves. Um, Elrond in the movie is trying to plead with Arwen to choose elves and go with him and be with the rest of their family. And in the end, she chooses to be counted among men so that she can live with uh, Mary and live forever with Aragorn. So I want to elaborate on that a little bit from a theological standpoint. Because if you notice, Elrond's kids are given the, the choice for each of the offspring. But the race of men, once that initial choice is made, none of them get that choice. That's right. So they kind of, the men kind of view the elves as the blessed ones. That, you know, oh, they get the eternal life. They, they have the better end of the bargain here. But a kind of theme throughout that whole thing is that really it's the, the men who are able to die and then go back to um, Elevata, the god the name for God in the movie. Yeah, that, they're really the best ones. So 
it's like Ilavata is giving the elves an opportunity to choose the better path each generation. But the men, since they made that choice, even though it doesn't, it seems like a curse, it's really the correct way. It's also kind of interesting because everybody, like, as humans, we're all like, man, I wish I could live forever sort of thing. But the elves, they're, they are perfect beings living in an imperfect world. So they are forced to live out yeah. forever watching the world just fall away from what they remember. Yeah. And so, the, the, so also, the rest of them are still living in Valinor. <laughs> right. Which is always a paradise, a, time, a place of waiting. That's also kind of a cool thing when you think about all the elves that we see in Lord of the Rings trilogy is only a small section of all the elves that there actually are. Yeah. Uh, and theologically speaking, the difference in their free will or the power given to their free will is it tracks nicely with men and angels, right? Because angels... Um, their free will isn't as wishy-washy as men's. You know, if they make a decision, like their entire will, their intellect forms their entire will because those two are still connected in them, lacking original sin. So if they make a decision intellectually, like Lucifer did, their entire will they is completely owned, um, completely owns that decision. So they, you know, there's no unfalling. Thanks so much. That helped. Uh, that cleared things up so much. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a great explanation, guys. Yeah, I learned a lot. Does that train of thought, uh, Scott, where you mentioned at the last piece there, does that apply to the relationship with the orcs, orcs and the elves? Since aren't the orcs like mutated elves? Yes. Yeah, they are uh, Morgoth who is the, the Satan, actually, in Middle-earth mythology, yeah. uh, lost his ability to create create um, because of his fall from grace. So instead, all he could do was take and twist. So he captured elves, mutated them, tortured them, and made them orcs. He took ants and mutated them, tortured them, and made them trolls. Um, so he lost his ability to create new things and only to corrupt yeah and while yeah, so you sorry. you see that with satan um what he's able to do with demons and evil spirits and you know race right right because I, I was just thinking about that for my my D game and the complexity of the morality of who the orcs are if, if i i I'm trying to take a lot of the inspiration from Lord of the Rings in terms of the relationship of the races between each other. So that that whole conversation we just had just really helps me understand that uh, the orcs, in a sense, are unredeemable because their will is is on that path because they've been twisted. To a very strong extent, yes, but also yeah. because they have this knowledge of what they could have been. Um, they had this undying and almost irrefutable hatred for yeah. men, elves, because they have freedom. You know, um, they are orcs are essentially just slaves to this will of their creator. And it's almost pitiful because they didn't have a choice. 
yeah. they were they were captured elves. Right. It's not like these were elves that you know chose to go with Morgoth and this happened to them. They were uh, hostages essentially. But over time, like it's just it's almost part of their nature to be consumed with hatred for yeah. all good things. Yeah, now it's become that, yeah. Mm. For those of you that are uh, just joining us, uh, welcome, Katie. Uh, we are at two hours and 56 minutes, uh, 57 minutes of the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, if y'all want to join along with us on your DVD or right at, extended we're, version. Um, we're right at the Argonauts. Yeah. Um, God, it looks like your toes. <laughs> Much cleaner than mine. <laughs> so that's Isildur and who else? Uh, that's Isildur's father, Elendil, yeah. and his brother, Anarian. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Isildur was not the king of Gondor, which right. really threw me for a loop when I first read the, like the um the background at the end of the third book, because you always think, oh, Aragorn takes over Gondor. He must be the heir of Gondor. You know, he's the heir of Arnor, but he uh, kind of adopts both kingdoms. Hmm. Well, I mean, Arnor got decimated yeah. after... Well, Not the split between Ar Arnor and Gondor um, occurred after a sealed door. Yes. So yeah. to be a sealed door's heir is to be king of the both. United both. Kingdoms. Yeah. Correct. Which is like the throne of King David, right? That yeah. northern and southern Israel, the Rehoboam and Jeroboam, that whole fight took place after David and after Solomon. Yeah, it is definitely a analogy to the, the Israel history of Israel. Well, yeah, I mean, Arnor's a northern kingdom, Gondor's a southern kingdom, and a river unites them, right? The Anduin, mm -hmm. just like the River Jordan, uh, unites the two. And then on the west, you have the Sundering Seas or the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, the this, this Silmarillion is like the, the analogy of the exodus and the numbers, you know, the exile into the desert. The Great Journey. Of the, uh, the background of Gondor is like what you're saying, the analogy of like the Book of Kings and the Chronicles and whatnot. Yeah. It even kind of follows that same structure when it's kind of naming each of the kings. You can see a lot of analogy with how the Book of Kings and the Book of Chronicles does it. Yeah, and then the, the tree of Gondor, right? Like the, yeah. the genealogy of the tree and then a, the... The tree will bloom again when the return of the king happens. Like what Dr. Petrie was and I were talking about before with Isaiah 11, that a shoot will spring forth from the stump of Jesse or the stump of Elendil, right? Yeah. The stump of Isildur. Wow. One thing I thought was cool is that Isildur um, rescues the the tree of Gondor, you know, the, the parent to the tree of Gondor that they, that Sauron was trying to destroy. And uh, I think he was trying to burn it on an altar. Yeah, he was going to sacrifice it. Or and use only, wood for the fire, the sacrifice or something like that. And um, when the tree, he, uh, the tree also, saving the tree also healed, the Sildor was healed of his wounds. Mm -hmm. The fall of Numenor. 
So have y'all heard about the uh, Amazon series that they're doing? Yeah. Yep. I'm really hoping that it covers that, like the fall of Numenor. That's the rumor. Yeah, that would be really awesome. Although, as we mentioned, uh, we, we, we mentioned Game of Thrones before. I'm really hoping that it does not turn into the next Game of Thrones because I would yeah. too. Oh, yeah, if it just we, goes we, off on its own tangent that Tolkien didn't even write. Yeah. Like, they were, I thought they were going to make it the time period um, where Legolas joins up with Aragorn in the north, you know, with the Dúnedain. I'm much rather than Numenor. Numenorians. It wasn't the problem with uh, Game of Thrones was that they actually caught up to the books, so they had to start making up stuff. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm not even worried about that. I'm talking about the fact, like, you know, the uh, X-ratedness of it. <laughs> right, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. If they, if they want to take liberties with the story, I'd, you know, I'd rather them not do it, but ultimately they weren't given a ton of in-depth detail but i just don't want because they have the ability to do that with the kind of like the set that he's putting with numenor after when sauron takes over it's very much like a uh post christ or post christ rome whether mm, it's yeah. christ and the christians and whatnot so they could definitely weave it in all that you know the ant stuff that we don't want uh yeah. but i really hope they don't do that <laughs> Well, and George R.R. R. Martin, right? Because he yeah. loves J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, to me, it, I mean, no offense to him, but he's kind of like a, a Sauron, you know, a Morgoth, manipulating the elves <laughs> into orcs, you know? Yeah, the, I would, that's a very good analogy. <laughs> might be a little on the harsh side, but... No, I'm I mean, okay. His, if, if you write a series like that, I'm okay with you being harsh about it. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, he was clearly – there would have been no Game of Thrones without Lord of the Rings. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Obvious. Which, I mean, Martin himself says that. You know that had to hurt. Ouch. I see you. So what is this place, or do they say? Ammon Hen. Ammon Hen. The seeing, or was this the, the uh, hill of seeing? Kind of hearing. I always mix it up because uh, I'm pretty sure it's the hill of seeing. I think you're the right. other and one is next to it was the hill of hearing. Yeah. Would they have had um, the wait? Uh, was Weathertop and this place? Would they, they have both had palantirs? I don't think. This Weathertop had pa the Palantir for Weather sure. Yeah, Weather. I don't think Amonhen had a Palantir. I don't think so. I guess so. it's I pretty close. There was so there's one. There was one at uh, for sure. Weathertop. Uh, then uh, Minas. Oh, Kirith Isil. Isil Minas Arnor. Minas Morgul. Minas Morgul. And then uh, Minas Morgul is where they got where Sauron got his. Oh, okay. uh, and then what's the um, the middle one? Uh, Asgiliath? Asgiliath, yeah. Asgiliath had one. And then uh, had one. Orthanc, yeah. That's five. Orthanc. We're missing two? Yeah, I think two were unaccounted for. Yeah. Uh, they're not all accounted for. 
Oh my gosh. I remember the first time I saw this and I was like, well, this is. <laughs> yeah, because it's like out of nowhere, he just pulls his sword out. It's like, <laughs> how, did, how did you see that glowing in the sheet? Yeah. He rolled a nat 20 on his perception check. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he temporarily gained dark vision for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is partial elf, like really, really yeah, far back. Uh... That's true. He's of Numenorian blood. Yeah. The men of Western S. Someone's ready for his nap. Me. His tablet dies. Oh, God, Why does his And this is where Sauron's, you know, an image and likeness of Morgoth by mixing goblin men. That was so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it shoots through the one guy. The other guy slams into him and gets stabbed too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that guy rolled a nat one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Stealth, stealth plus ten. <laughs> Joe rolls a, a two, seen by everybody. Yeah. yeah. Sam. <laughs> Unlike Belleg in the last. Uh, in the last campaign where he couldn't hear all the all the goblins coming up and stealing stuff at night. <laughs> <laughs> or like an eight yeah, on the cool. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we completely destroyed what that was that session was supposed to be for you. Like you had so many it was I was trying to give you guys a fight because <laughs> we hadn't had a fight in forever. And I'm like, okay, maybe something sneaks up on them and then I'm like, well what I prepared technically they wouldn't just these goblins wouldn't just jump out and try to attack them because they're weak goblins. So I, that's that's where I came up with the, oh, they stole some stuff, and, and then you guys had to track them down. And then it's like, okay, now you found them. Let's go fight them. Put them to sleep. Facing <laughs> <laughs> your enemies so that they're not right next to each other. Yeah. I, I gotta, obviously, I got to put something, uh, a lot more stuff in or a lot higher level stuff in so you guys can't put him to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Bormir. Redemption. Yeah. You should not run with swords. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, you remember how we were talking about at the end of the first part how Gandalf was lobbying for Merry and Pippin to go? Mm. The whole this is the whole reason why Merry and Pippin needed to be there per fate so that Bormir would have an opportunity of redemption. If they weren't there, he would have, you know, his life would have ended with the sin of trying to take the ring from Frodo, but because of that, he was able to sacrifice himself. And they're a great decoy for the uh, Orkai to take to Saruman. Well, you know, (laughs) I'm sure that was not Gandalf's intention. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Even the wisest cannot see all ends. Just like the whole the whole story arc of of everything in the Hobbit, you know, if if Frodo had killed Gollum, then Bilbo, yeah. or if Bilbo had killed Gollum, Frodo would have succumbed to the Ring in the end. Yeah, it was pity that stayed Bilbo's hand. Yeah. So I, I, there's like a whole spiel I wanted to go on about probably my favorite part of the Silmarillion that ties into that with Gollum and how you know his evilness really saved the day. Mm, so yeah. my, my favorite part of the Silmarillion is the very beginning 
where he's talking about the creation of the universe and the analogy he uses for it is music yeah he uses yeah, a, yeah. a melody that each of the um the uh what i don't i forget what the angels are called before they become the valor uh a a anier anier i don't know oh, how yeah, it's like pronounced it's the the you know they each play a part individually they each play their own melody and then it's not until they hear their part played with all the other angels that it begins to make sense what it is that the god figure Ilavata is doing and yeah. uh melkor and the depiction he gives of melkor in this is he's playing a non he he tries to take melody in, into his own hands and weaves his own non-harmonious melodies into this but what I love so much about it is it shows how God works the evil into his own plan because it points out that all of the like terrible parts that Melkor weaves into this play into the overall melody that Ilavata is weaving. And it's like those become the melody, even though he yeah. was trying to destroy the melody. And it's like that, that, is, that is depicted in Gollum, I feel like, where his evil that he was trying to do is used by fate to allow all of this to actually happen. Mm. Uh, you, I, I, that's, I, I love the musical analogy. Makes you wonder if Melkor slash Morgoth, if his, uh, the melody he was adding was a DSE ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mute it real quick so we could say goodnight to our song. Okay, bye. <laughs> Oh man, he's got one of those little car things. That's cool. So if I was going to ask about the dwarvish, don't say it because it's going to be a tricky question. The dwarvish form of waybread, but you know if the elves have limbos, the dwarves have their thing. And I wonder the urukai that weird blood wine mm, that they do. Whatever that is, yeah. But isn't it weird that it's still sacramental? That like it's it's like a blood wine. They're like drinking some kind of blood. So you have bread and and blood. Maybe that's a little too eucharistic for the urukai. Yeah, it's like a corruption. You know? Was it described as blood? Because it. I mean, it looks. Or very was much it just a dark liquid? Like a gross liquid of some kind yeah. when they do it in two towers but i remember them talking on uh the commentary or whatever that it was like some nasty combination of like prune juice and other juices mixed <laughs> together and i was like ooh, that it <laughs> keeps you regular <laughs> yep oh yeah it's called ug luck yeah. Boom. Oh, thank you. Food. Yay, food. Speaking of, my wife just gave me some um, whey bread for the movie. It says luncheon time. It's one o'clock, actually. That's luncheon. That's right. Wonderful. I've been eating some chips and kind of snacking the whole way through. Let me see if my... The Tolkien bestiary has anything on Ugluck.
Wow, I didn't either realize there are vampires in Middle Earth. Hmm. Yeah, they're mentioned very briefly in Silmarillion at some point. I think in like the tale of Baron and Luthien. Yeah, it's oh, you're right. Woman of there is one. Good to know. The the chief Angbad and Tol Ingaroth. You know, it probably represents Lilith, the demon succubus child stealer of um, um, Kabbalah mythology. Okay, so this is, I I came to a realization a few years ago when I watched this. Uh, I like making the analogies with like characters to biblical people and whatnot. And I feel like Boromir is Peter because... Yeah, because if you notice when he's trying to take the ring from Frodo, he kind of transcends through three levels of, uh, like, the, the first one is he trying to persuade him, and then he attacks him, and then when Frodo disappears, he, like, just goes crazy. So he, he has these him three, three times. The three denials of Peter, and then here, what does he say to Aragorn, my brother, my captain, my king, his three, uh, I, uh, do you love me? You know I love you. Do you love me? You know I love you. Feed my sheep. <laughs> yeah. It's, this is his, his Peter moment. I also love the imagery here of just Boromir confessing to Aragorn, this is what I did. And yeah. Aragorn never mentions it to Legolas or Gimli. No, never. Like, yeah. Never says a word. The or only people who know what Boromir did was Sam, Frodo, and Aragorn. Yeah. Seal of confession. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Priest, prophet, king. That's right. There was a book I read. I don't remember what it was called. I wonder if I still have it here somewhere. That really dives into the the Christ imagery of priest, prophet, and king as separated by Frodo, Gandalf, and Aragorn. Is it by Joseph Pierce? It might be. Can't yeah, remember. I- I have Frodo's Journey and Bilbo's Journey by Joseph Pierce, and he goes into detail of uh, the Hobbit. It might be Frodo's Journey. It might be that one. Mm-hmm. Those are both great books, too, by the way. Absolutely. So if, if anybody wants to check them out, Joseph Pierce, Bilbo's Journey, and Frodo's Journey. Oh. Joseph Pierce is the true Tolkien expert. Yeah. I will say that. Why didn't he never? The only problem I have with Joseph Pierce is that he never goes into the Eucharist part of it. You yeah, know, all the typology. So that's why I wrote my book, um, The <laughs> Lord of the Rings and the Eucharist. So that's why I wrote my book. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Have you not read Dr. Petrie's books on Jesus and the Jews roots of the Eucharist? Shout out to Dr. Petrie if he's still listening. Maybe because it was so maybe because it was so obvious, so he wanted to pick out the other the other stuff. I man, think he just didn't know his Old Testament typology. Image is <laughs> Everything he does, he's like conquering fears. He can't swim. He goes out into the ocean or river and almost drowns. The the ring rays are about to attack him. He charges the ring rays. Sam is the real hero. He has so much bravery. It's not even funny. 
Ten also, in this scene, Sean Astin stepped on a giant piece of glass. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I did not know that. That's extremely unfortunate. Yep. Amy Warner. Hi. Hey, Amy. <laughs> Hi. And uh, Texas is saying Boromir is his absolute <laughs> favorite character. Yeah, buddy. Absolute favorite? Yeah, that's what he said. You know. Redemption. Humanity. I mean, it makes sense. Well, it's got to be Sam, though. I mean, he is the Holy Spirit. He's the depiction of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Who chases He's a gardener. Almost drowns. For your sake. What? <laughs> I mean, is that not what just happened there? Sam can't swim? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just chased after him. <laughs> can't swim. I'm the Holy Spirit. I can't swim. Almost drowns for you. But he is the... Uh the catalyst for all the graces that they receive that carries them along the journey, mm. especially in Mordor. Oh. So John Paul, after you saw this movie when it first came out, how were you feeling at this point? Were you like, they did good, I'm happy? At this point, uh, I was really pleased with how they did this. I There were a lot of people who I, you know, we re all read the books at the same time. We discussed them at length. And when they finished the movie, they were like, they left so much out. And just on a practical level, like, yeah, they're going to leave a bunch out. But I think right. they left all the important that. elements in. Yeah, I think, I don't think you were on when we were, when I answered the question I was asking about, like, my favorite of them. And this is probably my favorite of the three movies because I feel they do such a great job of condensing the book. Whereas the others, you know, all my fatal flaws kind of fall into the other books. I don't feel they really have many big issues in this one. Obviously, you know, Tom Bombadil's left out, but, you know, I can yeah. understand that. But they, they do a great job of just taking it and condensing it into movie form. So, so Tex was saying that everyone else except maybe Frodo Thin is so superhumanly pure whereas Boromir is the perfect example of what to follow when you fail. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I, don't know yeah, and that's, I heard somebody say, you know, it's kind of a, realistic <laughs> enough because they're too too good, too pure, but that's because they represent archetypes. Yeah. You know, and, and types, biblical types. But also, like, if you really dig into it, they aren't that pure, you know? Like, yeah. Gandalf experience, I mean, Gandalf is pure, but he experiences that temptation of the ring, but shuts it down immediately, you know? Mm. Um, Legolas and Gimli spent the entire fellowship just bickering with each other. Yeah. Yeah, but it's pure bickering. It's pure bickering. Yeah, it was pure <laughs> bickering because they hate each other's races. Like, <laughs> races. <laughs> I've never thought about that Legolas and Gimli are like our, our, uh, I don't know if any of y'all watch Community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, no, they're, no, they're like our peers. They're like our, they, they are, they're always racist. <laughs> they so racist. <laughs> I mean, they really were in the books, too. <laughs> yeah. But then they became like super good friends. Yeah. They, by like, I think it was Helm's Deep that they became really yeah. good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because Gimli fell in love with the, you know, those mines and, and Galadriel. Yeah, and Galadriel. And Galadriel. Yeah. Hey, I was yeah. I was so glad to see see that extended scene where uh, yeah. Gimli asks for her 
for her a thread of her hair. And she gives him three. Someone explain that yeah. to me. Okay. Fun fact. <laughs> uh, in the Silmarillion, right, Galadriel is alive. Um, and Fëanor, the eventual high king of the Noldor, the greatest race of elves, um, he asks Galadriel for a strand of her hair to set in a jewel and keep as a prize for himself. And she denies him. She shuts him down several times um, because she knew in his heart that he wanted it as kind of like this trophy of how great he was. And so later on, when Gimli asks, I just, I don't want anything. I just want something to remember you by. And she's like, okay, humility. I'll give you three strands of hair. (laughs) Which he eventually, without knowing any of this history, does the same thing. He sets it in a jewel and keeps it, but doesn't wear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To preserve That's the hair. awesome. Cool. Wow. <laughs> and she's also the Blessed Mother, because even in her beauty and power and giving this gift, she's pointing to the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, uh, Texas saying, I think the process of Legolas and Gimli started with Galadriel, uh, yeah, yeah. but uh, they hate each other's racists. Uh, races, but they end up being friends. It had to do with their upbringing, not really with them. True. Yeah, to so the, like they, they were pure within their upbringings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're a product of their environment. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, we 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 finished the first movie. Woo! Featuring. Sean. You don't want to sit through the next twenty minutes of credits. <laughs> I, that's what I was about to ask. Was there an <laughs> some May it be, guys. Let's, yeah, listen to some Indian. Before yeah. Marvel Universe. <laughs> I love the songs they do for each of the movies. Yeah. I do too. Can you Although, I love May It Be and Gollum Song, but Into the West is by far, like, hands down, my favorite. I could mm. spend a good, like, 30 minutes just talking about Into the West. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you imagine that? They also, and if you haven't heard it yet, look it up. They had Annie Lennox sing uh, Use Well the Days, which is a song oh. that Tolkien wrote and sang. You can look that up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but they never put it in the movie. So it's just kind of oh, like wow. drifting around Ooh. on YouTube. And it Wait, is- Tolkin put What's it, on- it called again? Uh, Use Well the Days. Can you put a, a link maybe in the comments? Or- Let me see if I can dig that up. The other one I love, speaking of Liv Tyler and her you know, Aerosmith roots, is uh, the song that Liv herself sings at the Houses of Healing in Return of the King. You can tell how much higher her voice is in that song. Yeah. I like when Liv Tyler sings Leaving on a Jet Plane. (laughs) (laughs) I like it when Michael Clark Duncan, Leaving on a Jet Plane. Can y'all imagine, though, like, if this was made today and they had done, like, an after credit scene with, like, I don't know, Gollum playing poker with some orc or, you know. Yeah, or, yes, I could kind of sweet. Or eating shawarma, you know. Shawarma. <laughs> I'm going to take advantage of the fact that this movie has just ended and I got to run somewhere for a few minutes. So cool. I will be off of the cast, but I will come and join y'all early into the second movie. It shouldn't okay. be, but like 20 minutes or so. So Sounds Okay, good. so we're, we're going to take a few minutes uh, break between to movies. Eat, to eat. Our luncheon is uh, our, our oven is preheating. Uh, our luncheon is going to be a, a traditional Hobbit dish. Traditional Hobbit dish uh, pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> pizza 
Carol. Which will probably also yes. count for our what flavor at whatever time that's, that's supposed to be. I'm hoping- also meant to have us pause to do the Angelus, but um, forgot. So, but I get the intention points. <laughs> <laughs> do an intention roll, Scott. <laughs> Maybe at 3 p.m. we can do Divine Mercy Chaplet. There we go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's afternoon tea time, too. Afternoon dean time. There we go. We'll, we'll have some tea uh, slash scotch and do Divine Mercy. <laughs> Sounds great. Scott's like, yes, yeah, scotch. <laughs> I'm just going like, to mute it and turn off the video, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah. All right. Does anyone want to talk while... While the rest uh, of us get lunch. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to talk and we're going to do some um, some uh, 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 trivia stuff. And it, Texas saying it's noon mountain time. So there you go. There you go. Well, yeah, well, 1 p.m. Oh, for Angeles. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, Always noon o'clock somewhere. <laughs> um, I would have been so an yeah, hour off, too, some... so it wouldn't have mattered. I could do some, uh, we could do um, some trivia questions between us. Maybe we could do the, I guess with everybody, just whoever gets there fa- first, it'll be like a lightning round kind of thing. Like lightning round? Off, uh, well, I'm not going to answer because, well, because, so technically we're not, we're live, but we're not live at the same time because there's a few seconds delay on the Facebook. So we would be answering it before anybody else would. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true, yeah. So that that would be an issue for that. So it just have to be people on the Facebook commenting. Unless we count to like five or ten or something. Well, we'll do <laughs> – so I'll do like ten questions from the cards. It'll be like a lightning round. Ten questions from the – what what, what are these cards. cards you speak of, Scott? Uh, Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's where he was getting all these cards. He was no, cheating. No, no, I wrote the uh, – I wrote all, pretty much all of them up to – Cheater. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Someone texted you to be like, "Hey, do you want help with the trivia stuff?" I was like, "Oh, that's a lot of work." Of course. <laughs> Little did I know. Little did you know, Scott's super nerd. <laughs> okay, so so to update real quick, we are we just finished Fellowship of the Ring, and we are uh, having luncheon for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or what are we doing? Are we taking uh, a break? We're, we're taking a, a small break to allow for um, food, to bathroom. That's really to loud. Breathing. Um, breathing? Yeah. Have we been, been holding our breath this whole time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so we will give the virtual one ring to whoever wins the lightning round. Okay. Seems like more of a burden than a prize, but all right. <laughs> yeah. So right now, we have, uh, four viewers. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> Especially if no one knows the way. And I think Eric might be another one of those. I, I, what am I doing? Tex is still with us, right? Uh, basically, I'm saying that because I'm trying to figure out about uh, giveaways and stuff. I'm, uh, we were talking about doing giveaways and prizes and stuff. So I'm trying to figure out uh, who is still with us at this time. If you're with us, go ahead and comment your name. Silence. I do have uh, I have copies of the <laughs> There's only five people watching and I'm one of them <laughs> ah, I have copies For giveaways I have a copy of uh, Scott Hahn's Joy to the World Unless um, Unless Cody had Something different for prizes 
Uh, I was actually going to um, order <laughs> shirts from our Catholic nerds. Uh, Who doesn't want Catholic nerds t-shirt? Wow. Maria is still here, and Ashley. The item on everyone's Christmas list. That's I right. want to win that shirt, <laughs> and also, right? Uh, so we we've got uh, three people with us, and. Two of them are spouses. Uh, Andrew. <laughs> okay, so well, those will be really easy to give the gifts to. That's right. So special rules <laughs> for the lightning round trivia game. It will be um, uh, whoever types it first. We'll get the points on that. Is that cool with everybody? Yeah. Get the finger stretched. Delay a second because she's like in the room with me, so it's no delay. <laughs> Cheater. Okay, Ashen's not playing, I guess. Okay, alrighty. Uh, Maria, Maria and Andrew. <laughs> um, okay, question number one. Who counsels Frodo saying that bearing a ring of power means being alone? Pretty sure that was Joe Biden. <laughs> Whoa! I think uh, the actual answer Maria would be really answers. a bad guess. Having, having the ring so of power got a, is... an answer from Maria. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ashton, go ahead and try. No, I'm okay. talking about the that's, ring of power. Uh, Maria uh, I and forgot. text both, both said Gandalf. Ashton can text if she... We don't have the right answer yet, so if Ashton wants to... Galadriel. Yep, Ashton's right. It is Galadriel. Ashton's got it. Ashton's got one. All right, because she Ashton has Smith has got it. <laughs> All right, question number two. Who does Frodo say has been true to his word by bringing them to the Black Gate? Dude. Maria says Gollum. Yeah, Maria's got it. Maria. All right, question number Maria. three. What food is the innkeeper carrying when Frodo asks him about Strider? Wow, what a minor detail <laughs> to remember. <laughs> Talking about the innkeeper makes me want some, uh, want a pint. <laughs> Meanwhile, welcome, Leslie. Maria says bread. Yeah, that's right. Maria's got oh, it. Wow. <laughs> that's a good that's a good guess. <laughs> and text says right. bread. Um, Soup's up. Um the next ones kind of all go about are all about two towers, so I'm gonna next card. Um what race of rulers were the ring race before being corrupted by the Dark Lord Sauron? Kings of Men, Maria. Yeah, that's exactly what the card says, too. Whoever just accepted men. Human okay. from Tex. All right, the next ones are all two towers and Return of the King. Ooh. 
All right, this All right. this one might go fast. What member of the fellowship comes from the forest of Merkwood? It's Beleg. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about the Hobbit movies. Yep, Maria's got it. Legolas. <laughs> hey. Okay. Um, what are we on? Question number five. Is this five? Uh, X got it too. I, I, I'm, I'm. There might be like a delay between their videos, so I'm gonna give them both points. Okay, that's cool. Um, how old is Bilbo on the day of his birthday party? <laughs> Texas can't it. type that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Maria says 111. It's my 111th birthday. 11th. <laughs> yeah. 11th, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's right. Maria's got to get one wrong if Tech wants to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's kind of tricky. Which finger did Sauron wear the one ring on in the ancient battle of the Second Age? I think it was a pinky toe. <laughs> yeah, it was not a trip question. It wasn't a finger. <laughs> Maria, left index finger. It, yeah, I forgot to do it was that. the index finger. Doesn't say which hand. But was it the left index finger, Scott? I think it was, yeah. And text says right index. Oh, tiebreaker. Oh. And actually, I'm pretty sure it was the right index, when though. He comes out. He comes out, and he looks at his right hand. Yeah. I thought he reached out with his left. No, you know? he looked at his right hand. All right. Now, so, granted, that may not be in the book, but whenever he comes out, he lifts up his right hand and looks at it. That's a tough one. We don't have any uh, power to appeal that to, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, I appeal to the movie. Yeah. That's, that's true. Um, uh, these are all about Fangorn. And it's more fun if Maria got it wrong because now they're tied. So it's going <laughs> to yeah. come down to a tiebreaker. <laughs> that's some drama, yeah. Dum, 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 hey, uh, Mary says, is this how the electoral college all right, here's a movie fi uh, stagecraft question. Which fellowship role demanded the longest makeup prep time of about six hours? And they had to wait one day in between because the makeup and flame caused inflammation around the character, the actor's <laughs> eyes. I know this. Yep. Oh, no. It was me. I know it. It's like Ashton's got it, too. <laughs> Left index. I'm pretty sure I know it. Yep. Okay. That's right. Or at least that's uh, what I thought. John Reese Davis and Gimli, both of them. Yeah. Right back. I'll, I'll give it to both of them. Yeah. It's the, which fellowship role, but yeah, I'll take the actor's name. That's. <laughs> what if What if we put them in a ring? Hear me out. With swords. The two. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> Maria and Tex. That's how we resolve it. All right, both of you roll die twenty. 
Sudden death question. <laughs> Add your luck modifier. Um, Wait, is that? I like thing? this. I just like the <laughs> no. thing. This one. Who recites this rhyme? Uh, in the two towers. Wait, they on. do not see what lies ahead when sun has failed and moon is dead. Was he broken up for everybody or just us? Yeah, he broke up for me too. Try it again, Scott. Scott. I broke up with you? Yeah, yeah. it was a very sad day. Why? We had such a good run. <laughs> Who recites this rhyme in the two towers? They do not see what lies ahead when moon has when sun has failed and moon is dead. This is an easy one. Maria Smeagol, Tex Gollum. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. At that point in the story, on technicality. At that point in the story? On technicality. On a technicality, it's Gollum. Are they tied? Are, are we, they're, 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 they're tied right now. The answer to this question gets ahead. So who do we give it to? We give it to Gollum. This is a, okay, this I is would a say Gollum. Nobody might get this one. Okay, they, they gave it to Gollum. Sorry, Maria. Well, okay. By one. Yeah, I think, I mean, because Frodo does call him Smeagol. Yeah. He does call him Smeagol, but. Maria like, says he was reminiscing as Smeagol. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of a good point. Yeah, I think we got it. I think I got a good tiebreaker question because right. this one. We gave, is hard. we gave them both points on that one. Okay. okay. <laughs> good argument. This is going until it continues. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's uh, another question. What's the name of Arwen's horse? Mm-hmm. That's it's Maximus, right? Desmus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general oh, of the Felix Legion, father to a murdered son, husband hey, to a murdered hey, wife, father and father joined us. How's it this going, life? father? Hi. Maria says, "Masculot." There's a lot of testosterone in that horse. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> And and Tex says Bill. Bill oh, Pony. Man. It ain't no Bill Pony. I forgot Pony. that if they both Wave. didn't get it, it didn't help with the tie. It is. <laughs> yeah, I'll type it in. Uh, I think he means he's waving at us. I don't know if that's oh, okay. what he guessed for this. <laughs> it was as far. to wave. Okay. Um, so here's another um, hard wonder to spell and stuff. What? New question: What rocky ridged wasteland lies between the River Anduin and the Dead Marshes? Okay. <laughs> An impossible labyrinth of razor sharp. Hey, Brian, welcome. Rocky ridged razor. But once it's spelled correctly. <laughs> Bonus point. <Maria> says. <laughs> Any guesses? Um, it, there do not seem to be any guesses at this time. Um, I'm going to go with time's up on that question. Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel. Dang, Mary, how'd you know? Emin <laughs> <laughs> Muil. No clue. All right. It's the most Lord of the Rings. The Emin Wheel. Ooh. I kind of want to call me 
Oh. <laughs> digression. Sex says no clue. Bill. <laughs> Bill again. Bill the pony. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Come on, Scott. Get us a good tiebreaker question. If you need a minute, I have a story. I want to hear the story. Uh, Did he freeze all- There's a story? Okay, this is the girliest story ever. Oh, good. So... Um, I had seen this necklace and I thought that's cute and I ordered it and it came just now while we were doing the video and it's the wrong necklace but here I'm going to show you what I ordered basically it looks super Lord of the Ringsy. the necklace they sent it's like not leaf. idly do the leaves of Lorien fall yeah exactly except wait I want to show you the actual thing and now I can't pull it up so I ordered what I ordered was supposed to have the world on it it was supposed to have like countries on it and I thought oh that's cool I like that that's neat you know um and instead oh hello boss here. here we go here Welcome we go to my lap okay so I don't know if it'll show up on the camera like I said this is the girliest story ever guys you can post it to the chat I know so this is what I ordered is <laughs> this necklace that has the world on it yeah I got our the charger cords caught on something can you see it Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And instead, this is what came a few minutes ago. They sent something completely different. Can y'all see oh, it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh hey, white tree of Gondor. Like yeah. That, right? <laughs> hey. That's the only reason I'm telling y'all this is I'm like, well, That's... crud. Now I've got to keep it because it's like meant to be or something. I like that bear and that thing you bought. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Maybe that's a guy thing, but you know, that's a guy thing. <laughs> yeah, you're getting it, uh, the male opinion of all this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, okay, all right. So Scott, let's get that last trivia question, and then we're gonna get started. Okay. on uh, we gotta roll. We gotta. Here's go. a. This is a pretty good one. For Gondor, Where does Gandalf lose his hat? The pass of Caradhras, Balin's tomb, or the bridge of Khazad-dûm? Can y'all hear our kids? At least that one's a multi. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. They're starting some kind of chant, and I'm scared. <laughs> okay, Maria has entered her guess. All right, Tex, what is your guess? What is Tex going to say? Be a stall. The bridge of oh. All right. What is it, Scott? Skybreaker has been broken. It was Balin's tomb. Balin's tomb is the answer. All right, Maria. Maria <laughs> is the winner of the contest. Oh. Or does she catch up? I forget how it. Was so going. close, Tex. Except, I wonder if we should have given Tex that other question, and then they would have been tied. No, Maria is the winner now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, we were kind of holding her down to make it a fair fight. <laughs> no! <laughs> she said left index, and that was clearly wrong. <laughs> this reminds me of my quiz bowl days, where I've been waiting for years and years for somebody to ask me a question where the answer would be John Quincy Adams, but you couldn't tell if it's John Adams or John Quincy Adams. So I wanted to exploit a chink in the be more specific rule where I say Adams. 
maybe more specific, I'd say John. Then if it wasn't John, they have to stop. And if I had to be more specific, I could just say John Quincy Adams. But it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Riveting tale. (laughs) I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I have to say, he had me in the first part there. Thank you, you know, for playing your Maria brain tree? and Tex. We appreciate both of you. <laughs> yes. Thank Very you. Much. None of those count towards the overall <laughs> trivia. That was just they were, just, they were just fun things. Uh, <laughs> and you get the virtual ring to rule them all. Wait, they don't get a... Maria can actually borrow mine. <laughs> <laughs> If you want we it, need to be very clear, clear about what the prizes are before we, we start these contests. Yeah. Who's, what, what is the fabulous prizes we have today? The overall <laughs> trivial co- prizes are Catholic Nerds merch. And possibly some books. We said there'd be prizes. So. Yes. Prizes. Plural. I mean, you've still got two movies to go through. Yeah. So a little time. So a little we have time. plenty of time. we got plenty of time. So is it like a like a grand prize, or is there a first and or is there a second and third place? Or? Um, I mean, we'll probably have a couple of different things going I, on. I need to see the fine print. Where's the where's the where's the uh, legal jargon for this contest? Jargon is right here. Oh, talk to the hand. Oh, I make it up on the spot. <laughs> we done lost our whole this me. setup here. Oh. Okay, I'm putting, I'm pressing watch now, and then I'm gonna pause it. Yeah, we're we're so trying to get back. To everybody, everybody might want to start queuing queue up. up your two towers. Everybody, yeah. queue up two towers. Queue it up. Okay, I'm at zero. Oh, wait up. <laughs> <laughs> 